forever. Dog. Warning, the following podcast may contain four grown men hashing out a long-standing Michael Eisner-related beef. The shocking truth of why Phil Collins didn't perform at the Oscars 34 years ago. And khakis, khakis, khakis. It's the ultimate theme park media snarkster crossover as we welcome Kevin Perjurer, creator of Defunct Land, to funk it up with Tarzan, Jane, Old Turk, and Podcast The Ride. Welcome to Podcast the Ride, hosted by three guys who are friggin' pumped to spend a few hours talking about rockers in dockers. I'm Scott, I'm Scott Gardner, uh, joined by uh, Jason Sheridan and Mike Carlson. Hey, guys. Hey, yeah, they're the dress, the musician-style uh, dress is, is amazing in this. Uh, not to tip too much too early. No. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I was it paints also, the era. It uh, paints the era. Quickly. I think the only thing that could uh, pin this more into 1999 is if the performers yelled, let's hear it for the NATO forces victorious in Kosovo. (laughs) (laughs) Just watching it, it evokes such an era with so little. (laughs) And if only, Disney really does need to acknowledge specific military campaigns more often in their uh, uh, their dance shows. Like like Tarzan would have announced uh, the uh, killing of Osama bin Laden. (laughs) Yes. We got him. <laughs> Jane, we got him. Uh, uh, hey, so yes, as as we're alluding to today, we are talking about Tarzan Rocks, which if you don't know it, and there's a little bit of likelihood you might not know it, this was a live show that uh, started in 1999 and uh, ended uh, some point in the mid 2000s. Uh, that was celebrate a live spectacular celebrating the music of uh, the eternal Phil Collins. Tarzan score uh, uh, in a in a much more rockin' manner than Disney is usually willing to do. Uh, uh, but if you don't know this attraction, then you probably do know our guest. I'm sure you're familiar with his work if you are a theme park nerd or regular listener to this podcast. Uh, uh, over the last couple of years, he's made a series of extremely popular uh, history videos about defunct theme parks. He's often cited as a, a source uh, uh, from us. Uh, uh, he d- does probably a significant more amount of research than uh, than we do, and we're happy to have the <laughs> to hear some stuff uh, straight from the horse's mouth today. Joining us uh, for the first time on podcast the ride from defunct land kevin perjurer welcome sir it's about time i am angry and i could only get in through tarzan rocks it was my trojan horse and i'm so glad that it finally worked <laughs> you but, knew our weakness which is uh, you know weird, I was like, weird music uh, uh, weird rock music two uh, worlds one family podcasting <laughs> and videos coming together <laughs> at last no, history been, I remember the first time I listened to the podcast. I, I mean, you, you are in my ears as I run. Oh, I, uh, I, I, oh yes. Oh, 
I love I love the podcast. You know, I thought I thought, wow, these these guys are really funny. I mean, like I you know, I was because I assumed it was like a, a research based like podcast. I'm like, these guys are hilarious. And then I looked all three of you up and they're like, oh, they're comedians and they don't always do their research as much as, <laughs> as much as I do. At least. And OK, this was in this was in the earlier episodes. So you were like mm-hmm. quoting like my Videopolis video from my oh, uh, yeah. second episode. You're you're plenty uh, of a sort. Most most of the time our sources are you and uh, uh, Jim Hill and Lynn Testa. Uh, uh, so you, congratulations. You beat them. First of all, you made it here first. Uh, uh, yes. And you should be proud. Uh, but thank you for letting us siphon off of your info. Say it a little less uh, carefully and uh, pass it off as our own. Uh, uh, no. Well, we've, yeah, we've been such a fan of your videos for uh, for a long time. And I think I had a similar reaction in that, you know, I probably saw a thumbnail of one of them. And I pulled it up, fully expecting to be immediately greeted by a guy saying, hey, guys, so uh, today we're talking and like who's in like a friggin tiki shirt and like, uh, you know, like a hovel of an apartment with uh, just, <laughs> too, many, too much bullshit you around just, him. Scott just um, trashed half of theme park media. <laughs> oh, no. Apologies. apologies. Like, Those are all my friends. Oh, that's true. Look, look, look. I, uh, just kidding. I have no I have no problem with having a bunch of crap in your apartment. It makes it. But you know what I mean? There's like a type of video that I've come to expect from uh, a theme park media online and to uh, watch your videos and find that they're like they're very clean they're very well produced uh, they're 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 funny uh, when you go for jokes they're funny like it it was all like your stuff was a real uh, breath of fresh air and uh, uh, yeah hey I'm glad we're all we're all here complimenting each other sure well th- thank you I, I'm I'm glad I uh, I'm, the 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 uh, again I I got I got into it I think the first episode I listened to was Universe of Energy, mm. um and I I was the the point that I remember the first time that I was like this is hilarious I was jogging because I listen to podcasts only when I'm working out, and I was I was jogging and you made the Universe of Energy joke where you say like it's like the guy that wants to have sex with energy as one of the theme songs and <laughs> I start I like I like it, like people like were wa- like I was running around a track at a gym and I like started laughing so hard I had to stop running so it just looked like my heart had given out and I was like holding onto the wall and people were like what the hell I'm like no no you and I mean too long to explain to these people but I mean great 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 content Look, there's, a, there's a comic book where Mickey explains Valdez and uh uh, I don't oh, know. Yes. Yes, yes. <laughs> that, I mean, the whole thing that was so great. And then I saw the Videopolis episode and my ego was like, you're mentioned. And I'm like, what? And I was so I was like, I was just like 15 seconds, 15 seconds, 15 seconds. And then I was like, I was mentioned. Um, uh, but, uh, oh, fantastic. But yeah, no, I mean, great stuff. Hey, thank you. Thank you very uh, much. I think if you had played that clip over the if you'd asked them to put it on the gym loudspeaker i think it would have played i think everybody <laughs> lifting weights would have understood uh, uh the, the the deep universe of energy comedy uh, uh, uh so next time that next time we I, I think we often uh provoke uh fits of laughter so intense that uh, uh, <laughs> hosp- hospitalization is uh, a lot of times yeah uh, bodybuilders come up to me and they say they'll be benching and listening to us and that they drop the bar right on their chest very often. So I would advise people not to bench press and listen to podcast the ride. Mm-hmm. A lot uh, of caved in pecs. Uh, Kevin, you were also nice enough to ask uh, all of us to do um, voices for the your Disney's America uh, video, <laughs> which uh, I wanted to let you know I sent to uh, my mother and I said, uh, keep an eye out for a familiar voice. And she's like, 
That video was very good. Very interesting. I really don't remember much of that park. What voice was I looking for? And I was like, mine, your son's. <laughs> and my dad got it immediately. Like, I think my dad was like, oh, is that Mike's? Like, the first thing. But, uh, yeah, my mom uh, did not recognize me as the disgraced pervert Senator Larry Craig. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> That also started. You had a. You basically we had a competition between Scott and I for Michael Eisner. Um, and I don't know. We we were we got in the zone. I still think uh, mine wasn't. It was okay. I got a little gravelly, but we we started like I was at a bus stop waiting to get on like to get to the airport, and I was just like, "Hello, hello, hello, hello." And like, is that right? No, that's not. I'm like trying to listen to it. I'm like walking away from the other people waiting for the bus because I'm trying to figure out Michael Eisner's tone. And like, so so thank you for casting me as Michael Eisner. If it ever happens again. I've spent more time on it. It's not good yet, but it will be good. <laughs> I, yeah. Well, well, I'm I'm so happy that you guys came on. And you also came for Charity Land, and um, the and those were just uh, those were great. Both of those were great experiences having having you all on. But the uh, I, I agree. The Michael Eisner ended up being really good. I'd love to use it again. That was, of course, I I brought you on because it was a Ken Burns style documentary on right. Disney's America. So I guess I need to find my, which was a Ken Burns Civil War parody. So I guess I need to find my Michael Eisner Vietnam story <laughs> so I can bring you on again to do that one. Well, I was, you know, like we, we've talked about and we and we brought this up a little uh, when we did your, your charity live stream uh, uh, that I think one, maybe one thing where we disagree with you on a little bit. I think you're a little hard on old Eisner. And and, uh, uh, and, and I was trying to remember like where where I started feeling that, where I was like, oh, the like the Eisner hate is, uh, is, is strong. And I think it was, I realized it was at the end of uh, Disney Quest. And I rewatched the end of your Disney Quest episode. And speaking of documentaries, I was like, this is like, this is turning into Fahrenheit 9-11 about <laughs> Michael Eisner. This is like painting a, a picture of a warmongerer. Uh, 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 yeah, it's, uh, um, I don't know. I, 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 I'm curious to, I think Mike's played well because you, you did such a villainous take which is probably what you were after mm, yeah. uh, <laughs> a little bit in, in I, I had ulterior figure. motives to my casting <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yes perhaps yeah the 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 darker uh, the darker eyes uh, it's like takes on batman hello. it's uh, you know do we oh. do fun do we do fun batman uh, like adam west or do we do uh, do we do a scarier uh, frank miller one and clearly you were the you're the scary you're the scary yeah. frank miller hello, like swear to me <laughs> <laughs> uh, um but but no i guns carry <laughs> a weapon um, of the coward here's what uh, yeah well in that one you described him as an unfocused fickle often angry ceo <laughs> I, don't, I don't doubt that <laughs> did you not remember because like we don't i don't remember like some things i say uh, but i mean i've never had them like i've never had that read to me out of context and just that before in an interrogation um, six months ago you referred to mr eisner as a uh, um no, I th you know, I, I, I see where you're coming from with it, because clearly there was like a good Eisner era and a bad Eisner. I think he I think he turned and uh, this will all I, I better shut up now or we'll never get him on the show. We want him uh, on the show. I'm going to tow the party line. Eisner was perfect. He was always perfect. Yep. And uh, that's the, that's that's the, the way I feel. Uh, um, no, no, no. I think like uh, 
uh, yeah, clearly there was, I mean, because he got ousted from the company and everything. Uh, uh, Roy Disney sort of pushed him out. Uh, um, but I think we're, I don't know, I feel like we, I feel like we forgive him. I feel like the, you know, we talk about music well, a lot. It's like the good, the good stuff was so, yeah. you know, all the, you know, the first five albums were so great. I'll forgive the <laughs> shitty last 17. It's like Weezer. Well, <laughs> yeah. I don't know that we're agreed on that one. It's the two first albums are so good. I'm ready to forget anything, forgive anything. <laughs> Ready to uh, forgive any amount of Weezer of Rivers yeah. solo rap. Yeah. Uh, um. Anyway, uh, uh, Eisner though. Eisner. Um. Well, the, like the the argument between a good Eisner and a bad Eisner. Um. Is kind of is it's basically is that the case? Is there a good Eisner and a bad Eisner, or was there a Frank Wells and a not Frank Wells? Mm, um, yeah. Because the, if you, I mean, like the, the in the in the the story I'm telling in season two of Defunct Land is uh starts with um euro disneyland and that failure and that was the start to his downfall so i'm telling his downfall i'm not talking about um his from 1984 to 1992 ish i mean then not that there was anything extraordinary happening there besides the 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 seeds that were planted to make these incredible renaissance movies and also that time that the rescuers down under like inexplicably did well and like they like someone burst and they're like we're winning and and they're like that's not that can't be right the rescuers down under is really performing well at the box office (laughs) um um, but but the uh but you know eisner is uh is 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 kind of like an anti-hero in that he is the most human character in any of the defunct land episodes because he is and, you know, I do treat the subjects as characters to a certain extent because you have to, you know, tell stories. And when you're telling multiple a story throughout multiple episodes, um, you see Michael Eisner's turn to the dark side at the end of Disney Quest, which was why that that, that, that quote you mentioned was there. Um, well, you know, uh, the, the Philadelphia location, as you point out, is still a parking lot. But in their defense, the Market East neighborhood is not exactly flush with parking options. So <laughs> kind of good for our fair city. Them out, uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, um, yeah, it's well, like, well, the, the, I think the, the Philadelphia parking lot takes the place of like the, the returning to Flint, Michigan and all of the Michael Moore. It's the he, oh, now he, sure. he laid yeah. waste to uh, you know all these big right. decisions have laid waste to this poor town. Uh, uh, yeah, they're. They're 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 exactly uh, parallel, I think. Yeah. Um, well, the uh, but but with the series, you know, I try to find out where Michael Eisner turned because I think no matter who you ask, there is a there was the turning point, um, and so everyone kind of says it was Euro Disneyland. And my argument was it, it was more of a result of Euro Disneyland, Disney's America, Club Disney, uh, Disney Regional Entertainment as a whole, and that's when he turned, and that's what brought us Superstar Limo, and then what's coming up is Hong Kong Disneyland, which is the finale. Oh, um, interesting. I, I, cool tease. I don't know when this airs so no one steal my ideas if this isn't out already <laughs> uh, well at least it'll be in february or march do you know when uh, uh when that's when it you're in for the february finale? Okay, um okay. gotcha so through. no 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 I, I meant as in we are in february oh, us like, currently oh, in yeah. this time oh, that we're yeah, recording we it. yes 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 uh, uh oh, gotcha yeah uh, um but okay so you're building up to hong kong disneyland which we haven't really talked about a lot on this show um i don't like well i mean don't give away your your video certainly don't give away the things that happened no no, no, yeah yeah, the the things that are a matter of public (laughs) you know the past (laughs) um i'm not gonna reveal my past is is the take on it i mean it does seem like it's probably the chintziest of the magic kingdoms that's fair to say correct 
it was a it was a horrible horrible mistake. <laughs> it was all, it was a terrible idea from the start. Mm. Um, and I'll go into it, but it's worse than Paris. It's it's such an interesting story of like of just it's just crap. Like it could not have happened at a worse time. Um, everything went wrong. Um, it, I mean, it, and so Paris, I guess, it was more of like a a direct like oh my gosh this is a bad thing like people are getting mad and hong kong disneyland was kind of forgotten about because it was like you know brushed under the rug during the whole save disney roy disney era um of things happening Mm -hmm. um which is also what we're gonna i'm gonna touch on that before the end of the season sure sure um but but the uh but yeah i mean (laughs) i i don't know i find it I find it very funny because it was like, uh, yeah, we're going to go classic. We're going to build the Disneyland castle. And really yeah. It's like, yeah, we need to save a lot of money. We're going to build the smallest <laughs> castle we can. Yeah, it's, they didn't disguise so that super well. That seemed pretty <laughs> yeah. evident what they were. And now they are replacing the castle, correct? They're doing Which is why I'm doing the it, episode, yeah. right? Yeah, sure, it's the, sure. That's my mm. defunct of the defunct. I mean, Hong Kong is still around, so that's it. It's the castle. But the it's first, symbolic in a way. The first castle ever to be torn down, again, with parallels to, you know, Iraq war era of it, sort of like the tearing <laughs> down of the Saddam statue. Yeah. Um, there's a lot of significance to this. Uh, I, I hope we get to see footage of the castle being torn down. If we're talking <laughs> if we're talking CEOs, though, what, like if you were to write, let's say, one to ten uh eisner overall and then Iger overall do you have a number that pops in your head for both of them just to weigh out all the stuff they've done well it's it's hard to say um the uh and and so if you read my book uh, plug for book um <laughs> yeah the uh the, there's a gr- the ending not the uh, it's there's a there's kind of a, a i come to gra- uh come to this this head of the Michael Eisner hate and like the book is kind of about the Eisner hate towards the end um, and like how how to handle it and different things. Um, uh, and it, you know, culminates into a lightsaber fight between Bob Iger and Michael Eisner. Um, and which is which is a wonderful ending to that to that classic book. Um, but the, uh, the the I'm trying to think uh, Bob Iger is a so, so Bob Iger came from Capital City, right? He was ABC guy. Um, he was brought into the company and I think I was reading somewhere. Michael Eisner was worried from the start that he wasn't creative enough for Disney. Like Hmm. he was too much of a numbers guy. And he's like, yeah, Bob Iger. I don't know. He, he has, he has potential, but he's just, you know, he's, he's too much of a numbers. He, he doesn't, he isn't thinking about the product. So, so Um, Eisner thought of himself as like an avant-garde artist and Bob (laughs) Iger was this uptight guy who only knew how to do math. Uh, no, I mean, like, I wish because that would make a great like 90s drama blockbuster movie. Sure. Um, but but no, that, that, that's not, that's not okay, really the that's case. not quite that. It, it, it's not quite that. I think it's more of Bob Iger is is so obsessed with this, the stocks and getting um, and getting the board on his side. And Eisner was so obsessed with becoming Walt Disney. Um, and like being that guy, um, and no, there's just, it's multi-layered. Um, I don't, I don't know how to answer that. I feel very, I do feel like this is an interrogation of sorts. I was giving you a very, uh, very, uh, broad question that I expect you to give a perfect <laughs> number response to the CEO's performance. <laughs> the polygraph I'm, is just going crazy right now. I'm just imagining like Bob Iger holding a lightsaber and going like, I love this classic lightsaber. Like, <laughs> 
like with Simpsons characters said, like, talking lighted, about like this lighted, this lighted saber is my favorite of all the sabers. Hamburgers <laughs> are more of a weekend food, <laughs> like George well, Bush well, on I, The Simpsons. I we, think in the book I gave Michael Eisner the Disneyland Star Tours opening ribbon cutting saber. If you remember that mm. one, oh, yeah, the, yeah, yeah. Which was, was oh, like that like that's, that severed the the ribbon at yeah, the beginning. Okay. Right. Oh wow, you you gave him a specific one that he had held in real life. Yeah, I know. I know that was just like a throwaway joke, but that's actually something I did. Um, <laughs> and then, and then Bob Iger, I think, had Kylo Ren's saber, if I remember correctly. Maybe just a red lightsaber. I don't know. Mm-hmm. So that makes sense. Uh, he's he's yeah. shepherded the Kylo Ren films so yeah yeah makes sense to me spoilers and i guess <laughs> he also started the last uh shareholder phone call by proclaiming uh destroy the past kill it like kylo ren <laughs> so and that's how we got will smith as the genie oh boy i think that's gonna be good <laughs> i think we're i think we're all gonna be surprised <laughs> Um, no, I, they, they keep doing this thing and then they keep getting surprised when it doesn't work or they, they, I guarantee Disney has this one VFX studio made of like 15 people that they only use for trailers. Cause they did the same thing with the Avengers trailer where Hulk was running at the end of infinity war, but really it was just Mark Ruffalo in the mech suit. And so, so they have these, these people that are doing visual effects just to throw people off in the trailers and they keep getting surprised with the Aladdin trailer. Cause he's like, yeah, just, just make something real quick. And then they got this blue monstrosity and it's just for the trailer. I'm sure the real one looks way better than that. Um, Isn't the rumor yikes. though that, that they did that real quick, quick because they released that photo of him without the blue like there's multiple photos of him not mm-hmm. blue and then everyone was like why isn't he blue and they were like no no he's gonna be blue he's yeah he's for sure gonna be blue don't worry he's gonna be blue and then they like turned around and were like oh my god make him blue right now he has to go be <laughs> like like it like that's what i heard happened which right, makes yeah. a lot of sense with how weird some of those shots are too that they were just like oh shit we gotta make him blue people are gonna be mad <laughs> make it the stinger at the end Let's let's reveal a major character as the sting. I mean, yeah. I don't know. It's the 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 the. This is Eisner's fault again, uh, because uh, he made 101 <laughs> Dalmatians. Uh, That's true. Yeah. He did. And, and the Jungle like, Book. Uh, yeah, I was thinking about that the other day. Like that was the first live action remake. But like, we don't really think about. I mean, how often do you find yourself thinking about the uh, live action every day? I get, I mean, I I do like Glenn, Glenn Close, Close in it. Yeah, and yeah. Hugh Laurie, a young Hugh Laurie. That is a movie I think that delivers on the the promise. Not that I'm not planning on watching 102 Dalmatians anytime soon, but I feel like it did basically <laughs> deliver on the promise of the casting, like good casting for a, a yeah. you know a significant character. Um, Will Will Smith as the genie go over the same way hmm. um well uh, i'll say this it's not going to be the same because it's not going to give uh, the the now defunct mgm studios a wealth of behind the scenes here's how dalmatian animatronics work like they went all in all right. on showing those on monitors and stuff at the backlot tour and like little displays and all when those movies were coming out in the 90s of so, like here's how we made 101 dogs without having to have 101 dogs on set 
And a lot of creepy animatronic puppies. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like weird, like writhing around and sort of like bending their, bending their lip flaps in, in a bizarre way. Yes. yes. Yeah. I remember being freaked out by that. Um, That's I'm, my Disney experience. <laughs> your ultimate Disney attraction. Specifically that, that's my version of the, of the, that's not my president meme. That's, that's my Disney experience. <laughs> yeah. Feel free to implement that as much as you can. You aren't sure. seeing creepy animatronic puppies. Uh, um, uh, just for the, my last question about pertaining to Michael Eisner, at least for this, is would you purchase a like a deluxe hundred dollar to hundred and fifty dollar doll or figure of Michael Eisner? Would that be something you would be interested in displaying in your home? For the purpose of the bit or in, in like my actual I have to actually think about this as a purchase in my life. Yeah. And then let's I'll put the caveat in that. Like uh, it's not you can't like even get like ironic Instagram likes. It's just for you. It's just for you and the doll <laughs> to look at each other. And know. because my answer for me is, yes, I would buy it 100, 150 bucks if it looked really good. He's got the suit on. I would love it if it came with his desk from those o- opening of the. <laughs> Uh, and it's then like Walt's desk, but yes, <laughs> it's Walt's desk. Uh, it's exactly how he had it. But Michael Eisner standing over it, feeling very cocky. Uh, but yes, I would own that doll. I think Scott agreed with me. He would also be interested. And he's not a big collectible yeah. guy. One one caveat is there a change of ties? Yes. Oh, well, yeah. These high format figures like this Batman I have here, you got different faces, you got different outfits, okay. you got different. Yeah. So I want a big t- wide tie with like a Donald pattern on it and yes. then a big wide tie with Glenn Close from Under One Dalmatians on it. <laughs> as long as I can change out those ties. I mean, I'll, three at minimum, but optimally seven. So every, a different tie for every day of the week. Well, and it com- and it's littered with accessory. I mean, you got the uh, it definitely comes with a beaches and cream kitchen sink Sunday. <laughs> it comes with carpet samples. Why did it come with that? Because he loved he loved the um, uh, uh, yacht and beach club. Oh, okay. He loved the the, the New England. <laughs> this sounds like just the thing for your well, toy. Well, that's what I want. Uh, I will buy okay. it if it comes with all of these ties. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Uh, okay. Carpet samples for the Grand California Hotel. The, du- like, the extra deluxe figure comes with Breck. A child Breck doll yes, as well. Yes. Mm. And Breck, thank, can, thank you for Star Tours, Breck. Thank you. Breck is I just want to. He's giving like the thumbs up and there'll be like little pictures of the rides and like Breck, you can display it. So Breck is thumbs upping like classic mm-hmm. rides. Michael has a notebook in front of him with ideas and then <laughs> a, s- Splash Mountain with Daryl Hannah animatronic question mark is written on the front. <laughs> It's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. With all of these, I think the accessorizing has won Kevin over. All right. So you're in, Kevin, is what I'm asking. Yes. One more thing on Michael Eisner, sure. though, that uh, I, I should say that uh, he he exists within the Defunct Land series. And if any, if I guess if anyone's listening that hasn't watched the series, I should you, you don't have to. But this would make a lot more sense why uh, the <laughs> Eisner hate um, uh, the uh, and it's not that I don't like Eisner. I think the company was much more fascinating when ran by him. I think he is a he is one of the best programmers to ever live. 
like as far as deciding what content should be created and, you know, cultivating and, you know, pushing that content to be its best. Um, he was one of the worst CEOs because he, I, he didn't understand business and he doesn't. And I, and when he focused on it, he, I still don't think he really understood it in that, in that time period, or he was just too unfocused. Um, but in all seriousness, uh, I do prefer the company under Michael Eisner. I'm a big Don Tatum guy though. I, I love it. I love it. I love it. <laughs> so I would say, uh, Eisner over Iger, but I'm Tatum all the way. So Tatum when was is the, the Tatum Yeah. Run? What years was that? Oh my gosh! I, I just had to look it up because I, I just said it out loud and I was oh like, "Oh my god, you stumped it. me um, with Don Tatum." It sort of rings he was, a bell. Oh my gosh! Let's see, he was CEO until 1976. He was right after Roy. So because Walt Disney was never the CEO of Walt Disney. So from 1971 to 1976, he was the head of the company. Okay. Um, okay. What, what is it? So, yeah. Wait, where was Big e- Don Tatum guy right here. Where was E. What? Card Walker during that time period? Wasn't he the head? Uh, after that. After that. Okay. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I'm and trying to think Ron of what, like, um, mm-hmm. what, what are some films in the Don Tatum era? I'm having, like, he probably, <laughs> probably a couple of love bugs. Did Herbie go bananas in the Tatum era? <laughs> <laughs> um, well, let's see. Um, I'm sure Herbie, Herbie did go bananas in the Tatum era. He did not. I unfortunately that was all. That was all. Herbie went bananas for Walker. Um, I, I believe <laughs> Herbie will only um, go bananas for Walker. I'll declare this right now. Uh, well, he. he I, 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 I got a list in front of me now. The barefoot executive, maybe based on his own experience, if he was such a cool guy, was he like a Jimmy Buffett type? <laughs> <laughs> Might have been. The type hadn't been. This is the early seventies. Oh, there even such a thing as a Buffett type yet? No. Uh, uh, the Million Dollar Duck, of course, the Biscuit Eater. You know, oh, one of Jason's favorites. Oh, the Biscuit Eater is about a. It is about a dog. That explains it. I pull up oh, the poster, okay. and it's about a dog. <laughs> uh, 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 world's greatest athlete, uh, super Herbie Road again during his era. What the hell is the Bears and I? The Bears, Bears and I? I, starring Chief Dan George. Most movies don't start chief, so like that. I, I'll be honest, I have I have never heard of most of these. <laughs> yeah, which that's something. Oh, but here we go. Apple Dumpling yeah, yeah, Game. Hell yeah. Mm-hmm. Now that's what I like. Yeah. Apple Dumpling Game. <laughs> <laughs> so just for having given us uh, Apple Dumpling Gang. Uh, and what's going on in the parks in the Tatum era? Uh, <laughs> uh, well, Walt Disney World's coming out. Um, oh, yeah. That's, right. that's one. Yes. Good point. Ab- 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 so, so this is actually where Tatum does come in is Epcot is heavily developed or, or this is the time where so and I'm going to explore this in season three, but I, I always consider Epcot Walt Disney's rosebud. Um, mm-hmm. Like he just like shouted it before he died. And everyone was like, what the hell does that mean? And, and so for like, you know, the next 10 years, people were like, did he mean like a real city or was this like a mo- scale model of a city? And I'm like, I don't know. And so um, that, that, that he spent a lot of that time, like, you know, talking to the state of Florida and the state of Florida being like, please don't build a city. And he's like, I don't want to build a city, <laughs> you know, that whole thing. So that was a really, that was a really interesting time for the parks. Hmm. Hmm. Uh, and clearly they finally cracked what Walt 
wanted when it became a display of upcoming Sega games that, that finally crystallized his vision. Walt Disney envisioned Sega, the entire thing, in the moments before he died, and uh, they, they finally got it. Mm-hmm. Uh, um, Mickey well, and Sonic together. <laughs> so, uh, okay, so season three, we got Tatum, we got uh, uh, we got the death Would, of Disney. Uh, anything, anything else you can tease or that you're starting to think about? So I separated into seasons and people were like, this is, why are you doing this? This means nothing. And it means something to me. And that's all that matters. <laughs> yeah, season two is very much about, um, season two's like headline attraction would be journey into imagination. It's all about creativity and, um, the, the, what the creative process can yield and what obstacles can get in the way of the creative process, um, and the results of the creative process. And, you know, in the, in the, in the medium of theme parks, theme entertainment and whatnot. Um, and you know, it's also a, a look into what businesses have the ability to do um, to to things such as creativity and all that jazz. Um, and so season three would be more about the future and the views of the future. And and so that's more of the Epcot kind of idea. Um, so I guess the headline would be Horizons. I'm not sure if I'm going to do it for that season, but mm. Horizons would be that attraction where we're all we're talking about, you know, we're going World's Fair. And I, I don't want to spoil too much because I know everyone's on the edge of their seat. Um, but uh, But yeah, so that would be my explanation of that and season one was a mistake um, <laughs> do you <laughs> have do you have like a multi like season arc like do you have like a a series finale in mind like what the last season of defunct land like do, how far in advance do you think about this type of thing um i think season to season and i do have a series finale in mind um, and it okay. might be at the end of season three. We will see. Oh, really? I you do, might be wrapping that it up. Might be it. Wow. <laughs> well, is it, ju- just, uh, so I, just so just so I can reboot it. Just oh, so okay. I can reboot oh, okay. like okay. Okay. <laughs> the and the new class, and it'll yeah, be a right, different. Right. Yeah, w- I see. With a, with a different person. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> yeah, reboots people, are in vogue. That's a smart move. That that that's good. And Screech will be involved. Um, oh, the yeah, whole God, thing. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, uh, well, you people, that you have the that you are thinking in a bi- in a bigger way and do have a season finale in mind that puts you a notch ahead of Vince Gilligan. You <laughs> 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 just he just figured it out as he went. So. So you're uh, uh, I'll, I'll declare it here. Uh, Kevin Perger, superior to Vince Gilligan. Yeah, it's oh, a better showrunner. I, yes, I appreciate that um, and agree with it more more so. Yeah, yeah. Happily, <laughs> happily take that and just own it. You know, what's a question I, I, I had for you also is, you know, because we're both in us, us with our theme park podcast and you with your theme park video series. We all we all have to uh, we all have to think about topics and figure out, you know, how much how much meat is on the bone. And is that just a thing that's part of an episode or does that sustain a couple episodes? Uh, uh, is there anything about your process that you can tell us? And specifically, have you ever like started a, a video and gone? There's not enough there. That was a trip to nowhere. Yes, I have started videos, and, and I talk. I talked about this in a recent one of my podcasts, um, where I, 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 you know, that that becomes a challenge for me, where I say, "Well, I'm gonna, I, I can make it interesting because you know I, I can make anything interesting," and then you realize that, oh, wait, no, you can't. That you're not that talented. No, sometimes no one's that talented to make certain things interesting. And what I've come to is, uh, in some situations, and I, I should pull up just my. I, I I keep it all on Google Docs, which is a great business suite. Um, but the uh, I can I can scroll and see if I have any that I just haven't done. But but uh, what it comes down to for me is if the people that are supposed to be interested are not involved, 
or or you know not you know if they're if if they as people do not have their mind focused on this park or ride mm-hmm. there's probably not a story there because you know how many characters so for for instance i gave so, so wonderland sydney is an episode on Aust- an australian theme park that closed down it was it was absorbed by a company for business purposes and then abandoned for business purposes. They didn't care about it at all. It's purely a business transaction. It's like the bakery didn't make it. There's no story there. Like that's all it is. Um, but there was a huge fan base that was just like crying on the last day. And that was like, okay, that's a story. You know, people are involved. People care. Um, this was a, this affected people, but if you know, and it's, and usually in the theme park sphere, people really care. So it's really yeah. great. Um, but sometimes they uh, don't. Okay, here's actually an example. Wow. Um, never mind. Uh, so the arcade um, is something I've always wanted to do. Um, the arcade, if if you can guess, is was the arcade on the uh, Disney Cruise Line ship Disney Dream. And it was removed um, and (laughs) replaced with Vanellope's Sweet Shop themed to Wreck-It Ralph, which is ironic. And that irony, because it was an arcade and, you know, Wreck-It Ralph is a, yeah. But but that irony was not enough, believe it or not, to drive a 12 to 24 minute episode. (laughs) um, Unless I gave the entire history of the Disney Cruise Line, which was actually the purpose for the episode to begin with, um, because I love the Disney Cruise Line. Um, But yeah. Did you experience so. the arcade yourself? Oh, I mean, it was it was an experience. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, it, it had the sign outside that had a little parrot sitting on it and it said arcade with like three or four R's. And I was like, whoa. And I go inside and it's this it's a small arcade. And then I, you know, played a game or two and then I left. And I was like, wow, that was the arcade. <laughs> Hmm. <laughs> you're saying that wasn't enough for 20 minutes <laughs> yeah that was not enough for 20 minutes I, I couldn't find the imagineer behind the arcade um which was another thing i'm sure there was a there was a lot of drama at the time of how are we gonna how are we gonna accomplish the arcade although you know i do want to do an episode now that i'm just on this for some reason um is i do want to do an episode on all the arcade puns i don't know if i've mentioned this before at all to anyone or maybe even you but for some reason this sounds familiar um but i want to do the starcade the arcade. Mm, oh. um, I'm sure there's more. Is, the what arcade. Was the, what was the arcade in the contemporary called? Or is it still there? It is still there. Most of the hotel ones are still there. Yeah. Kids they still. don't have fun names, I feel like. Maybe you, they do. Maybe not. You can set it all to music from the Red Hot Chili Peppers Stadium Arcadium. <laughs> that's that's <laughs> my mm. note for you. Uh, well, um, you. Yeah. Um, I'd like to see 20 minutes just de- determining how many R's there were. In, was it in pirate the themed? No, I mean the what? Uh, like no, the, what? <laughs> That's no, like mean, the point. I of thought it. that was the yeah. It's on a boat. <laughs> it's got a lot of R's. There's a parrot. Like wh- oh, I mean, what? No, that was it. That was the whole thing. It was the the the, the parrot had an eye patch. Um, I think. It but does, when you does, got when you. Sorry, I was going to say, it does sound like it's enough for us to do an hour second gate episode on it, though. If it just has a parrot with an eye patch, that's enough for us to think. In the world of comedy podcasting, you just go. You don't think about it. (laughs) It's too hard. Wow. You should listen. Yes, and. Yes, and. And that's why they're all so good. (laughs) (laughs) uh, No, I mean, uh, that's how my my good friend Disney Dan makes videos. He he brags about it all the time sometimes. He he just did a video. He does the costume character evolutions, if you've ever seen those oh yeah um mm-hmm. uh and yeah he, uh, he's like i didn't even write a script for that one i just started talking and i was <laughs> like that's 
that okay? That's like Ken Burns being like, I didn't even research the Civil War. I just started talking. <laughs> then that, here we are on feel, episode eight. I feel like I've heard like Jay-Z or something like, I don't write the raps. That they just come out of my head. Yeah. So yeah. Jay-Z and Disney Dan are very similar. Yeah. <laughs> Kevin is yeah, Vince I, Gilligan I say, and uh, Jay-Z, <laughs> Disney Dan is Jay-Z. Yeah. I, I, right, I would right. say that. I think it's the the analogy falls apart when you realize that you know you can just make up raps, like it doesn't have to be based in fact. Um, and Dan was supposed to be making a history video, whatever. The uh, but no, mm-hmm. yeah, I agree. I, I'll yeah, I'll give him the Jay Z title for today. You don't think you can successfully freestyle a history of Pluto <laughs> costumes from 1955? To I today? mean, we're about to freestyle a history of Tarzan rocks. So, I mean, I, I, I guess we'll find out. I didn't In, do extensive research recently. I'm, I've always been fascinated with Tarzan rocks, but sure, I, mean, we, sure. I, I can start making up facts. And well, we'll, we'll the, Disney Dan it. Well, it's just yeah. a seat of art. Fuck it. Well, Disney Dan. It. Yeah, fuck it. <laughs> Disney D or Jay-Z. <laughs> uh, uh, yeah. Well, let's 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 start getting into it. Let's let's start rocking, gentlemen. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, um, I'm really excited. And, and you you came to us with this uh, uh, topic and I'm. Hey, well, that's a question. You talk about meat on the bone and stuff. Do you think that do you think? Well, we can determine after this episode, perhaps. Do you think that there is a defunct land video in Tarzan? Tarzan rocks or is it or is it a mere uh, podcast the right episode (laughs) (laughs) Um, this this will serve as the video most likely I will say there is enough because you have uh, Tarzan and you have Animal Kingdom um, and you also have the the right the, so, so essentially at this point in my videos you you pick a topic that's going to be the meat and then you season it with all these other things so uh, there wasn't a ton of information that I could go off of for the I don't know if you saw the haunted castle mystery tour video from Tokyo Disneyland for Halloween oh yeah I did that so yeah I was that was a great I was shocked by the way of, of the, and <laughs> during that one <laughs> I had no yeah. idea what that was. Yeah, that was a super interesting, but there wasn't a ton other than me just explaining the ride itself on information of that. But you can talk about the Black Cauldron and that history. Super interesting. Um, and then, you know, Tokyo Disneyland a bit and its opening. And so you, you can season it. And I think this is one of those things. It was early in the park, um, parks development. Uh, you have all the history of Tarzan as the last movie in the Disney Renaissance. Um, and, you know, the, there is a video here. The reason I'm th- considering, you know, transitioning from Defunct Land eventually, maybe season three, four or five, and not doing this like indefinitely is because, you know, you I would start to get, get into like Tarzan rocks. I could do an entire season of just like Tarzan rocks and Spider-Man rocks and all those. Mm-hmm. Uh, you, you, oh, yeah. you are familiar with Spider-Man rocks. Did you do an episode oh, on yeah. that? We touched on it in a stunt show episode that was one of our first four episodes, I believe. So we hit we have a new theme park podcast. We got to hit Spider-Man Rocks ASAP (laughs) as quick as we can. So, yeah, we we know all about it. Uh, um, Yeah. yeah, You you do the rock season like, hey, we're helping. (laughs) We're part of it. We're doing all the voices you need. We're making up songs for you. We're scoring. That's that's our wheelhouse. You're the fighting over who gets free, to be uh, uh, Hard Rock Park CEO John Binkowski. Like, no, I'm going to do Binkowski's <laughs> voice. Oh, yeah. That's that's what ends <laughs> us, the fight to be Binkowski. Uh, <laughs> friendship's go, over. I think you get Binkowski Does to that, do his own voice. Yeah, he could, ju- yeah, he could do it. Uh, <laughs> this is actually do, a great uh, idea now that I think about it. I'll yes, do uh, Rock Season. Defunct Land Rocks. Defunct Land Rocks. Yes, and Defunct I, Land Rocks. <laughs> Please, uh, make it happen. I will be Winston the Punk Rock Dog, though. 
That famous character, you know, the famous character from the Hard Rock Park, Winston, the punk rock dog. Come on, Kevin. <laughs> no, he's a famous I'm sorry, character. I haven't, I haven't looked in. These episodes need characters, and with that park, you have Winston. So <laughs> yeah. it's, it writes itself. You have Winston, and you have the Amazing. bear bear metal family. They were like the country bears, but they rocked. And the acrobatic roadies. That's true too. Yeah, which uh, yeah, yeah, that's fitting. This show is very acrobatic too. It sure <laughs> is, and it very sure rock is. and roll. Uh, um, I would say the country. I would like to to just to butt in and say the the country bears do rock. Um, I agree, and that that was a offensive comparison um, to to put down the bears like that. Um, <laughs> if you've you seen know what, the movie The Country Bears, that's fair. I think Kevin, you and I share uh, the same love of Country Bears. Um, when it's when so good when that evil Zack Ryder was trashing Disney World rides, I was okay. Carousel <laughs> Progress, I really like a lot, but then when he said the Country Bears was kind of boring or the Robots World, I I did share your anger. Um, and he did. He was a real heel uh, when he said that. And I, I you and I, we're going to do multiple Country Bears episodes. Uh, my co-hosts aren't even prepared for what I will eventually <laughs> propose to them in regards to length and amount. Well, the question is, do we even have to be here or it's can you just not? talk for four hours straight uh, with without assistance? Do you already have the audio? <laughs> uh, he's just been recording it yeah, piecemeal every night. What I do is I put a little candle by the bed and I bring the recorder into bed with me and I just talk about one of the characters for two hours and I go to sleep during that point. Like I I drift off to sleep at that point. And Strixie wears, wears three petticoats <laughs> and each more lovely than the last. <laughs> uh, Good night, Trixie. This is why uh this is why Lindsay sleeps in a separate bedroom, like you yeah. are some rich old money weirdos. <laughs> 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 Liver lips McCrawl. Ah. I, I, I do. down out there. <laughs> so so I, uh, I, I do have a quick country bear story that also sure. involves Disney DJZ Disney Dan. Uh we were at the parks in uh the other during Christmas, so like during like you know the time you're not supposed to go. And mm. it was crazy and the country bears was packed because the park was packed. It was it was it was amazing. And Dan, we get in there. We are in the back row of the theater, and everyone's quiet. You know, they're getting ready for the the the, the cast member to start the like the puns before we get started. And we're standing up as we're walking in. We're the last ones to sit down. Dan, still standing, starts clapping. And he says, "We're about to give these bears." He does not speak like this normally. He just did this for this this part. But he said, "We're about to give these bears the best gosh darn performance they've ever seen. They've been practicing all week. Let's give it up for these bears." And the amount of confused Brazilians <laughs> in that room was more than usual for Orlando at the time. And, but we did get a large portion of the crowd to start cheering for the bears as if to hey. like get them to come on stage. It was a fantastic moment. So definitely next time you're at the, the Jamboree, uh, try to get the crowd a little riled up beforehand. The bears love it. <laughs> They've been practicing for a while. <laughs> sure. hey, I think that's great. Uh, Orlando, some of the crowds are a little lackluster. Not the case in Tokyo, though. They were oh, wild no. up to see those Audience robots. Amps. Yeah, yeah. Standing out. Not a standing O, but they were definitely like clapped and they were they were hungry for those bears. <laughs> Thank God. Beautiful. Uh, um, 
Well, but uh, let's talk about some some different uh, rock and animals here a little bit. Uh, 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 Tarzan rocks. So they, so Animal Kingdom opens a couple of live shows uh, when it began. There was a Jungle Book live show, I believe, uh, initially, and mm. a couple years into the run, they traded out uh, in '99 to uh, promote the uh, uh, then new Disney Disney animated film Tarzan, uh, with, with of course the Phil Collins score uh um did you guys get a chance to see this who, who saw it in person i never saw it in person i mm-hmm. have no idea if i saw it in person or not i <laughs> mm-hmm. cannot remember i i would have been i would you know what i don't think as i'm saying this i don't know if i would maybe we saw it i i have no memory of it whatsoever watching it and i also watched a a pretty good quality video of it and I have to give the person credit because they cut together two performances mm-hmm. uh, for this video. I saw that too. And, but the only difference is the work. main narrator has uh, one of them has bright blonde hair and one of them is very bald. Yes. So it, it very much gave the feeling of like in The Shining when the shots go back and forth and furniture has moved, like that unease Kubrick was trying to create. Kind of happened when I watched the video of Disney Rocks. But. Uh, I- the the shining reference is interesting because I was actually thinking of the shining because the the jungle book show that came before this uh Baloo looks like blow bear from the oh, shining the uh, oh. bear uh performing uh, oral sex uh, on a man in a hotel room you mean <laughs> yes but I mean have you seen has have any of you looked up the jungle book the one that came before this no 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 I haven't uh, do you have a computer? Google it. It's amazing. Sure. They didn't. It's not full body costumes. It's full body minus just the face. Ew. What? what? Weird. <laughs> I was thrown in. Th- I mean, in the Tarzan one, because Turk is an actual like you right. know, character, like a Disney walk around character. Oh, my God. And by the, the way, headset, audience, Mike, y'all know Turk. You, all you know of course Turk. know Turk, right? Rosie O'Donnell's Rosie beloved O'Donnell's character. beloved scene stealing. Every Disney animal steals all the scenes. Steals all the scenes. especially Turk. it up. When Turk trashes the camp. Also, um, uh, Kevin, very bold of you to declare this the end of the Disney renaissance. Like, that this is... Uh, well, I, I, what was 2000? Was 2000 Dinosaur? Was that what... Was yeah. that the next uh, big no, release? I, I, uh. Whoops, sorry. I'm trying to play this uh, Jungle Book so we can get a, a picture of the horror. I see. Um, so there were there were there was a version of the Jungle Book where they they had a face, I guess, but the there was an earlier version where there was no face, and it was creepy. But uh, but yeah, this would be the end of the Disney Renaissance, I believe, because this is Disney post Renaissance starts in 2000 um, with. Uh, I know. I just know Tarzan is the is the end. You consider in, in that it's it's hand drawn. It's still like it's not. It's is is Tarzan well regarded? Where do we? Where does everybody uh, land it's on a, Tarzan? Well, it's not, I don't even think it's like a consideration. I th- I thought that it, this was just the the way they were deemed. Like I, I thought that was just the eras. I didn't sure, know. It was, sure. Yeah. Is, I it, is it up for debate? Well, I'm talking personal. T- yeah, t- okay. how, does everybody, yeah. how does everybody feel about uh, the the um, film Tarzan? I, I I remember I saw I've seen it once. I, we don't. We did not own it on VHS. Mm-hmm. I saw it. I remember liking it, but I remember it was what ninety seven or ninety eight. Ninety nine. Ninety nine. Is it ninety nine? Geez, I remember thinking uh, I didn't need those animals talking. Mm-hmm. I remember, th- but I remember thinking it was kind of a decent, like almost adultish cartoon, like a more of a, you know, a little bit more of a mature. 
kind of a story. There's a hanging in it, for God's sake. Was there? <laughs> yeah, the bad guy gets hanged at the end, I believe. Oh, is that weird. right, Kevin? Can you confirm? <laughs> How many hangings? <laughs> this is going to be my. This is going to be my role. <laughs> just, just yeah, someone did. Me. Someone was killed. Um. Oh. Uh, yeah. No, I I can't confirm that that happened. Um. I there they also it also starts with a double murder. Um, and then oh, yeah. and it's not just like a, and it, by the tiger, I believe. And then the tiger chases after Tarzan. So it wasn't just like a off screen, like, and, and then the ship didn't make it. It was like, oh no, this tiger murdered your parents. And then this tiger is going to chase you for the rest of the, like, and right. chases the, um, I, I liked yeah. it. I remember liking it, but I, it didn't, it didn't make such a crazy impression on me. I thought the Phil Collins song was fine. I, I, I like the Phil Collins song now, but it's it it was not such a song. big moment in my life. Yes, the whole song. thing. Oh, multiple songs, songs, my friend. Sorry, excuse me. I'm just saying the big one. The, the you'll be in the my major, heart. Song. Yeah. Well, yes, uh, I, I refuse. I refuse to acknowledge one as better than the others. I'm so sorry. Uh, they are all equally amazing. They're one distinct it, musical piece, like Queen's <laughs> Night at the Opera. It's, it's a all, sweet. It's all one thing. Yeah, yeah. Um, so you'll be in my heart. Uh, is a this won the Academy Award for Best Original Song that year, as well as a Golden Globe, uh, beating out South Park's Blame Canada and Amy Mann's uh, Save Me. Uh, is this was this wow. a correct decision uh, today? That's a good question. Uh. Now I will say, since watching this, I have had these songs stuck in my head for a few days. But say, beating Son out Save Man. Me is Save Me is a really great song. Son of Man, song. not in consideration. How? Although the general Tarzan. And soundtrack uh, did win a best original soundtrack Grammy. So in that regard, the entire suite was represented. So Phil Collins raking in awards from this score. How um, many times can I burst into one of the Phil Collins? How many times can I do a terrible Phil Collins impression before people will stop listening and <laughs> unsubscribe from my videos? Um, um, I was. I was threatening the same thing in the episode uh, to my wife, who encouraged me uh, uh, to not. But I, I kept thinking, if somebody, if one of you presented a factoid of something interesting, I wanted to, I wanted to always go. I want to know, can you show <laughs> me? me? I want to know about the Tarzan Rock Show. Uh, <laughs> I, my so my personal thing with Tarzan. Uh, I, what is it? I want to know. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> Like I said, you it's are. already old. Uh, <laughs> much like I cannot remember if I saw this show, I cannot remember if I saw the movie in theaters. I believe we had the soundtrack because I, I mean the soundtrack sold a lot of copies on vinyl. Uh, yeah, probably on vinyl. <laughs> That's um, the best way to hear uh, Son of Man. Uh, Trash uh, in the camp yeah. really pops. Neil Young was really mad about uh, Son of Man's audio quality when it was on MP3. Yeah. That's I, why you had to get Pono for Son We of Man. were a cassette family for too long. My mother yeah, would too. not really? budge from the cassettes. What year did you like, get a CD player? I, when I was in eighth grade, so like probably 98, 99. Oh, like, really? Yeah. Wow. And That's I a, had that to argue for it <laughs> like i had to to uh fight for it um so yeah i but my my childhood association with tarzan was the johnny weissmuller animatronic in the great movie ride mm -hmm. but i ne those were not the movies i saw i saw it out uh you know singing in the rain i did not seek out the johnny weissmuller tarzan but so i i really it didn't, didn't give you a craving for you didn't leave disney world going more weissmuller more, mother more, weissmuller, more jane <laughs> um 
No, not really. And I think even as like a kid, because when I would have been just starting high school, I I think I would have been coherent enough to go like, does this uh, Tarzan have dreadlocks? Is this a white guy with dreadlocks? <laughs> Mm. (laughs) you knew this was cultural appropriation even in uh uh, even at 13 or whatever well i don't think we use that term back then but i think (laughs) i just knew like oh this is weird that Mm -hmm. this is going to be a one of the biggest movies of the year and uh sure yeah it's Mm. tarzan Mm -hmm. why the marriage of phil collins and tarzan like musically these things don't really overlap. I don't. I think he. Did, I think he made an admirable attempt at being the uh, omniscient musical narrator right. uh, of, of the tale. If you haven't seen Tarzan, the characters don't <laughs> sing. He just sings for them. I don't know. That's. Uh, yeah, I, think yeah. it's, I think it's an interesting choice. All I said was an admirable attempt. I'm not saying yeah. uh, it was uh, good, although the Academy uh, uh, said as as much. Uh, um, hey, can I say this little bit of Phil Collins? Oscar trivia that it was interesting to me. Uh, he was nominated for Against All Odds in 1985 uh, in a stacked year. Uh, other nominees, Let's Hear It for the Boy, Footloose, wow. I Just Called to Say I Love You, and there's another really good one. that I, that's, Oh, Ghostbusters. Wow. Uh, that's got to be one of the best five ever in that category. Uh, uh, and the Academy looked at who was who was nominated and uh, uh, and they said this Phil Collins now who is this oh he's uh, one of the most popular musicians of the time well look we're really more of a movie award show and I don't know if we want this music guy uh, <laughs> having a big presence on our show meanwhile Phil Collins had re- rerouted his tour to uh, uh, to like I, I'm gonna cancel some dates so that I can be at the Oscars. He's there. Can't wait to perform. The Academy says no, you can't. And they got some friggin' choreographer to sing against all odds instead of him. And he's just sitting in the audience watching a performance, which if you watch it is terrible it's an awful performance <laughs> in the same year that ray parker jr who for some reason was allowed to perform does this, well, yeah like what what is that logic and denise williams performed they they count as movie people but the academy is like can't wrap their heads around getting phil collins to actually play so he's sitting there <laughs> he's watching this uh, meanwhile ray parker jr does this really bizarre ghostbusters performance that's interrupted by like borscht belt three stooges mm-hmm. ghostbusters who are dressed, of course, in the iconic bright blue, shiny uniforms so with bizarre. giant silver shoulder pads. That. Yeah, why? Ray Parker at one point shoots magic out of his finger like Mickey <laughs> and blows up a ghost. <laughs> so Oscars are over. Phil Collins loses to I Just Called to Say I Love You. Uh, he a- They ask him, what would you think of the performance of your song? He said, it was shit. But I'm, I'm kind of glad I didn't have to perform after what they made Ray Parker do. <laughs> so they just totally pissed all over. If like if you're watching the current Academy Awards debacle and thinking that's the worst thing the Academy's ever done. Yeah, yeah. I don't like the the, the Academy Awards have always been really wrongheaded and stupid. Mm-hmm. But um, could you imagine them now so desperate for ratings going like Lady Gaga, you are not singing shallow. Absolutely <laughs> yeah. not. Yeah. Like, I, well, I don't know. Their decisions have been so 
inexplicable sure. and shitty lately. Yeah. No, uh, I, yeah, I think today they would just give like 30 minutes of the broadcast to Phil Collins. I You'll do, come, whatever you want, please. Yeah. It'll <laughs> be after our tribute to uh, uh, the Lifetime Achievement Award for Brian Singer. <laughs> <laughs> um, Kevin, you were saying? Quick thing on Ray Parker Jr. Mm. before this this goes away forever no, um, is the uh, I I share revenue. So whenever someone uh, copyright claims a video for um, music or video, you know they have options. They can either take all my money, they can or they can put a copyright stri- strike on me. They can do nothing, or they can share revenue. So we both receive revenue. I've only been, I've had none of those things happen, maybe ignoring, but only one time have I shared revenue with anything. And that person is Ray Parker Jr. for the Ghostbuster Spooktacular episode of Defunct Land. What's interesting is it's not a company. So it's not like Universal Media Corp. It is Ray Parker Jr. So if you click on that video, what comes up, it says, you are sharing revenue with Ray Parker Jr., and it's the funniest just wow, image. Really? Just oh, yeah. so you just got an email one day saying there's been it's a like, copyright <laughs> claim. Oh, what, by BMI? No, by Ray Parker by Jr. By Ray Parker Jr. Not a company at all. And he didn't he didn't want all the money. He just wanted to share some of it. Just, hey, just that's nice. That's so strange. Wow. Um, so, but, but, but on the Tarzan thing, and before I forget this too, I... I, I so it's it's interesting. We have a running theme of improving um, the uh, of improving like episodes through this podcast for some reason. Mm-hmm. I was looking up, and so I was going to make a joke. I was like, you know, it sounds like Phil Collins is improving these lines in the like in the songs because he because some of them don't make sense. He's like, in learning you will teach, and in teaching you will learn. La, 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 la. Like you know, like it's, it's like, like the, uh, the the Dana Carvey chopping broccoli, where he's making up the song on the spot with record right, executives right. over his shoulder. But, <laughs> but that is and how he came up with some of these songs. Yes, it isn't is. It? It, it is. Yeah, I just read that. It came from improv sessions oh. and his, and his oh, reactions gotcha. while reading the treatment. So he literally got up there and he's like, "Son of man." I'm the sky. And then he's like, oh, I'm going to sky in that next one. Let's, or I'm assuming he's British or something. And anyways, the, uh, I mean, this whole huh. thing. Yeah. This whole thing. Yeah. Um, you know, it's, you know, it's strange to, to tie back in the copyright claim thing. I have some experience with, uh, specifically the song two worlds and the performance of it in this, uh, uh video, uh, uh, for any, any listeners who are the rare, Beautiful bird of who is a fan of both podcasts, right? And the Clip Cup franchise. I, uh, <laughs> uh, there is a video that I did, uh, uh, the full title, uh, Clip Cup Four Point Live Campus Climpus, uh, uh, a, a, a live edition of a, a video that I, a video series I was part of, in which we, it was a live show, so we needed to finish it with, you know, a big, glorious, uh, uh, you know, uh, you know, just, just a big spectacular finale. And, uh, uh, this was shot where I went to college, Loyola Marymount. Uh, uh, we, we finished this thing with a huge performance of two worlds by Phil Collins, uh, uh, which we wanted to do a sound alike, uh, uh, you know, just like something with the two worlds vibe, just make this for out of nowhere. This thing feels like Tarzan rocks all of a sudden. Uh, we realized what sound alike is ever going to give you the pure raw magic of two worlds, one family, 
uh, what that did result in is the video being pulled from Funnier Dice uh, YouTube channel <laughs> due to a copyright claim by by Phil Collins. Maybe not Phil Collins himself, but by whatever uh, uh, whatever owns the uh, uh, oh well Disney, I, I would imagine. Yeah. Uh, anyway, if now you want to see an even more stirring performance of Two Worlds uh, uh, than the Tarzan Rocks version, uh, it's exclusively available on Viewboo.com. V i o o b u dot com. <laughs> Two Worlds, One Family. Uh, uh, anyways, uh, uh, litigiousness uh, uh, runs uh, rampant in uh, many pieces of work. Um, so, but I uh, because of that, I I I do have this fondness, particularly for for two worlds there's something sort of like i don't know which what what song do we like the most out of these if you had to declare one uh you'll be i think i like the you'll be in my heart song. There's still you'll be in my I heart a, i have yeah, the toughest time with I'm that that one's kind of like a little like uh i don't know that's that's like a sleepy ballad to me mm-hmm. i think i discovered i think i actually ended up over, over researching this digging uh uh I want to know. Can you show me? That's not the name I know. But. I like that too, though. I don't want to put it. I don't. It's not like by heads and shoulders, like mm-hmm. in my mind. Sure, they're all in sure. the same zone mm-hmm. of you know. Kevin, Kevin I feel like you're not a, a fan of any of this. From your no, no, no. One. I love them all. That's the thing. Is the only the saving grace of this film because I remember seeing it and being like, uh, why is this? A, why do they make a sad version of George of the Jungle? Um, uh-huh. because, and, which I, I think came out before, right? Is that right? Right around right? the same time. Right? right around the same time. And apparently Brendan Fraser did read for Tarzan. <laughs> no. <laughs> uh, who uh, is Tarzan? Ended up doing, you know who it is? It's the actor who plays the president on Scandal. Oh. Yeah. I Strange. forget his name, but hmm. I thought that was just such an odd All right. thing. Yeah. Hmm. Also, if you go to the Wikipedia page, um, the story by credit is given to... 9, 12, 15, 18, <laughs> 21 people have story by credits on Tarzan. Wow. Jesus. Wow. 21. Like, and uh, this anyway. being, you know, an old book. <laughs> like, how many people needed to crack the story of a pre existing <laughs> old book? Right. Yeah. Well, I mean, I guess back in the day, what they, I mean, I, my Michael Eisner wanted to get rid of this when he came into the company, but, you know, when they were making really great movies in the Dark Age, um, after Disney's death, I mean, they, they were doing it the way they always had, which is they didn't, they ha- just had the halls lined with, with paper and just like that every, every single frame or every storyboard of the animatics they created, they didn't write scripts. And if they need to change something in the story, they just walk down the hall and change that part of the story and put up a new piece of paper with the, huh. what's happening on screen. Oh, gotcha. Um, so, so it, it might be a situation like that, but sorry, back to the soundtrack. I, I don't want to keep derailing because I'm just reading this fascinating Wikipedia page. <laughs> well, I, yeah, that Wikipedia page, I, the filmmakers talk so much about two worlds, one family is really the core idea of the movie. And it just gets repeated. So much. every, all the writing about the movie, it's like, you have to understand that the hands, the sim, the symbolism, the hands, two worlds, one family. And it's just like, Jesus Christ. Lots you guys are really hitting the nail on the head. Family. Um, and then in the show, of course, but by the way, I don't know how much we've said. This is like not so much. This is if you've seen like the Beauty and the Beast musical at Disney. Uh, where, where <laughs> this it kinda, is it's, nothing like that. It's not like that. <laughs> no, no, no. A, that's what I'm saying yeah. is there's, you know, it's not like a, se- a series right. of scenes from the film condensed Mm-mm. into a live show. This is a rock concert. All right. There's this a is... band visible on stage. And when they and about a couple songs in, they introduce themselves and they say that this is the two worlds concert tour. Where we all come together for this journey to begin. 
<laughs> what, can, huh? can I can I can I describe the first like five minutes of this performance? Because I've watched it like twenty times, and I'm like, Please I just do. it's yeah. Um, well, on the soundtrack, I do love the soundtrack. I cannot, the, I can only remember the song I've heard last because they all sound the same to me um, until I hear them. And then like, it's just like, yeah, it's just a heart, heartwarming Belton. And if anything I've learned from Tarzan rocks, it's that these songs are only good if Phil Collins is singing them. Yeah. It's the only thing that works about that soundtrack. And when it's kind of like three barely harmonizing, you know, Florida performers. Yeah. It's rougher. Phil Collins has figured out the encryption of music and that no cover will even be possible if if it's not sung by him. He's created a musical style that only works with his voice. Um, but but the uh, I guess the first five minutes, the, the it starts with saying, like, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Tarzan Rocks. And it's it's in the theater in the wild, which is currently where Finding Nemo the musical is to set the stage. Um, this is pre Everest or I think that's where. Yeah. Which it's like, oh, you know, yeah. This is this is Animal Kingdom in the night. It's not a zoo still, um, and so you uh, you have the, the guy come on. You have Tarzan rocks and big letters. Also, this is not enclosed. I should mention that because there's you know back in the day this thing was not Finding Nemo the musical. It wasn't all enclosed, so there, you are outside technically. It's an open air amphitheater like the Hollywood Bowl. Have you right, seen I mean, a concert? I mean, yeah, I mean it's a concert. It's a concert for it's the two worlds tour. I mean, Am this I is, this at is Leeds? A... Am I at live at Leeds <laughs> with the Who? Is this the Isle of Wright? <laughs> this place looks rocking. <laughs> You're at Bonnaroo, man. And it's it starts similar to how Mickey's Philar Magic starts in that there's like there's characters off screen. So if Mickey's Philar Magic starts with you know Goofy being like Ahoy! and he like you know walks up the stairs and does all that, it's re- it's cool. This one does not start like that. This one starts with audio clips from the movie. Nothing has indicated that the show is starting. These people might as well be saying like put on your 3D glasses or watch out. But it's like literally just clips of being like Tarzan. He's 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 a man, and it's like it's like unrelated. And then the, the the characters like come through the aisles like the and I guess this is when we can we can someone else can describe because I'm not going to do it justice. What these these animals, I guess, uh, uh, the trapeze artists or the roller skaters. I don't know. Someone please help me to describe. It, these. OK, so they're kind <laughs> of like they kind of look like um, the Morlocks in any production of uh, the time machine, be it stage or screen, like they're kind of ape like, but they're also kind of like just generic. Like they're, I mean, they're supposed to look like great apes, but they are on rollerblades. (laughs) (laughs) They, they kind of look like the shrub people who, uh, hide in yards and, uh, uh, like, like as part of a SWAT team and attack people, but if they shaved just like 70% of their uh, on body shrubbery. Yeah. Yeah. Like a ghillie suit. Mm -hmm. Uh, Mm -hmm. yeah. Yeah, There's svelte ghillie suits mixed (laughs) with rollerblades. I just immediately was like, Oh, starlight express. Yeah. (laughs) Starlight express. Oh, putties. Like some of the power ranger putties. The power rangers had, yeah. In case you don't know goons that were called putties, like the natural foot soldiers and they were just people that were going to get the shit kicked out of them but yeah they were yeah and in very the movie, scary they looking. looked a little better they that's a little, a little, little darker a little better that that's kind of what these guys look like yeah mm-hmm. so they're they're running around and the, and, curtains, and the stage just gets populated yeah I mean, just it, it's it's already full 
And the curtains haven't even opened yet. Immediately full. Uh just, Just so we're clear. Tarzan does not show up until 14 minutes <laughs> What? No, we're on minute three of my explanation. We're on minute three. The leads. And he, and, he like, and he leaves about three minutes later. Yes. Tarzan barely present in Tarzan Rocks. It's really weird. But um, who is present is like a, a guy who I... Uh, I describe as a, a glam Ryan Styles. That's the, the singer of the band. My description would be Craig Kilborn. <laughs> Just regular Just with no regular qualifier. Craig yes. Kilborn. Regular He's Craig Kilborn. <laughs> While people are doing Cirque du Soleil-esque acrobatics mm-hmm. everywhere on stage. Like, this is... You know, not, also, not to jump around too much, because, Kevin, I think you were building to the moment where, yeah, right. there's, a, there's acrobat, there's ropes, uh, uh, and skaters... Like, you know, what's going on? Have we walked into a, a, a Cirque du Soleil franchise? What's happening? And then, vroom, a big guitar <laughs> hit. A second curtain opens <laughs> behind the first curtain. Or it's, it's more of a tarp <laughs> drops, revealing scaffolding, with a multi-layer scaffolding with a bunch of musicians on it. And it's very much in that Jesus Christ superstar yes. mold or where the musicians are on stage. This on isn't stage. some Rodgers and Hammerstein. There is rock on stage with you. <laughs> and scaffolding also of the time Rent. I believe Rent uses scaffolding oh, yeah, as a yeah, set. Yeah. That w- that's a very 90s uh, uh, thing. But it's definitely- very Renty. And I imagined yeah. it, somebody in the Disney organization having to pitch like there's something there's a movement happening in New York theater right now. I don't know if you know about it. There's this little play uh, called Rent and it has revolutionized the way people uh, <laughs> having mm. to bring the fa- that bringing the culture of rent to the family friendly organization of, of Disney. And it's like a model and they like pull it, pull it off like multi-tiered staging. Like, but wait a minute, that's just scaffolding. <laughs> Why haven't you dressed it yet? That's, no, 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 no. <laughs> uh, also that this is a musical. Yeah. Like you, I, I don't know if we fully explain the beauty and the beasts like show that used to be at MGM studio. Is it still there at Hollywood studios? Probably. Yes, yeah, I, yeah. um, I mean, that's, that's the, the, that's Tony Baxter, the book report kind of version, like the abridged version. You get the story, you get the songs sort well, with, of. With, with a show though, it with is have show. to kind of be a book report. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I, but this is more like a jukebox musical, like, like yes, a leader of the pack or like whatever that <laughs> Billy Joel one, well, moving out, uh, uh, like this Jersey is. Jersey boys. The spirit, the spirit of it. And it's, it's a, uh, menagerie of songs. There I was <laughs> a young ape man. With my whole life ahead of me. <laughs> um, little Johnny Tarzan. Yeah. And I have to give Disney credit. Like, you pay for Phil Collins. You want to get your money's worth. You know, you want to get those songs mm-hmm. in there. Mm-hmm. You want to get your use of them. Um, so we kick immediately into two worlds. But as Kevin said, a little, a little, t- it's not the vocal force of Phil. <laughs> We've got Craig Kilborn. He's backed up by like uh, the choice of their style. I I wrote down they're kind of like Meredith Brooks, the singer of the song "Bitch." Oh, bitch! Yeah, yeah. Um, There's two Meredith. They're in. They're in like leather trench coats and bustiers. 
It, I, yeah, I don't know how the stage is full, and that, that's the thing that I can't get over is how full the stage is. <laughs> very busy, yeah, uh, very busy. I mean, this is a great encapsulation of a, a thing I think I've brought up before, which is like the the theme park idea of rock and roll. Like it's where it's very. It's it's inoffensive. It's got the tenets of rock and roll, but there's nothing really. It just kind of is. It works with the basics, such as coming out, asking how people are doing, receiving a response, <laughs> saying, I think you can do better than that, asking again, and the response being higher. Uh, the, to answer your question, the backup singer is like kind of pirate-esque. Mm-hmm. Like a lot of lacy, like oh, yeah, long, sli- big sleeves. You know, in general, this video reminded me of the thing that we experienced in Buena Park, California, the Pirates Dinner Adventure. Yes, I in that it has agree. people on ropes and acrobatics, and it made me wonder why we, as a society, don't value acrobats more. Why? Uh, why are we not impressed by acrobatics? I know it's really hard to do. It's it's so impressive the uh, uh, the 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 full the all around body strength of these people, and yet a theme park show with a ton of acrobatics you leave going that's okay well i i would argue that perhaps this is not on the artistic level of a cirque du soleil that -hmm. would be my argument sure (laughs) this might not be a show as well thought out as something the tarzan and jane stuff with the um the silk where i forget what that term exactly is but they're using the sheet they are like just holding themselves up and soaring around the stage with these sheets and they're just wrapped around their arms that was a we there was a very similar uh, exactly part that. exactly yeah, the same, I guess, in the Pirates Dinner Pirate Adventure. And it was impressive there. It was. It's a like, very impressive thing. It's used to convey, I think, love making. I think it's a sex, like it's a stand-in for mm-hmm. that. But it is a very physically impressive feat. Those of us who've had sex know that. <laughs> When you have it, it feels exactly like soaring through the clouds while gripping onto a fabric. Yeah, yeah, yeah and for you, sure. Yeah, your massive uh, forearm strength is required. <laughs> it is interesting. <laughs> it's all in the forearms. It's all and of course, in the forearms. The, the dulcet tones of a khaki-wearing, open-shirted man. Khaki, what? Yeah, Why? Uh, semi-formal. Like this is this is uh, me going out to a semi-formal dance. I really did not want to be at in high school <laughs> why do you think there was a version of tarzan rocks on the and the blue sky period where this man had a tarzan outfit on at least a, like a loincloth type thing i would imagine that would have to have been like a certain point they're like well let's make it a kind of a jungle band as opposed to dress like mark mcgrath Yes, mm-hmm. you're right. He's a very McGrath as well. This, well, the same guy who passionately pitched Rent also said, there's a movement happening in music right now. <laughs> Let me, two words, Sugar Ray. If we, if we don't capital, if we don't incorporate Sugar Ray into the parks, the teens are going to have our asses. <laughs> it's, uh, I also, it's a rare opportunity in a Disney show to see a performer wearing a big watch. <laughs> Mostly doesn't happen. Mostly they got to leave their watches backstage. Yeah, and he's really like showcasing the watch. <laughs> you know, <laughs> with a big main... fist and like pulling it down. Like, look at the watch. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It is. It's 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 really bizarre. Kevin, we're watching this right now. Also, uh, just on <laughs> mute, uh, 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 which is perhaps the, the the way you should watch Tarzan Rocks is on mute. Uh, uh, but just you know, we're we're commenting on things sort of as we see them, such as the uh, two two 
identically dressed khaki guys, uh, <laughs> like sort of like standing Not- side by side, one with guitar, one with a bass, but like that lame bass, like the six string bit, like the sting bass, you know what yes. I mean? And yeah. it's like, you got to wear it way high up and that's not a cool look with, for rock and roll for the most part, I think. No. And there are multiple guitar and bass solos in this. And at one point, I believe the ra- rollerbladers jump over the guy doing a guitar solo. And I think in the version I watched that the audience went nuts. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's, yeah, it's that is something's cool. happened. Yeah. Because <laughs> the, 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 the thing that still, I mean, if this was a comedy sketch, if this was maybe something more f- free loose than SNL, but if this was like an actual comedy sketch, there would be like the, the monkey men doing roller skating would be how it starts. And then the tarp reveal for the Phil Collins would be a good lead into the next one. And then it would keep escalating with like, you know, there would be people dressed in giant gorilla costumes, wearing like sunglasses, like shooting guns into the air. And then like the audience would just be camels. I mean, it would just, I mean, it's just, it would keep escalating if it was like cartoon, like, you know, adult swim, like this is, Something, you know, I'm just it's and it, it almost is there. It almost gets there. And the thing is that every time they bring a new element into the show, they like half it like these roller skating moves. Aren't that impressive <laughs> other than the one where they yeah. jump over? But like they're really just like going up the ramp and then they're going down the ramp. Like, OK, I just watched one that was pretty impressive. But they're most doing, of the time <laughs> they're doing what you expect out of a rollerblader and not above and beyond. Sure. Uh, right. I, I would like to pitch, if you're talking about, like, plussing it and adding it, I want uh, poachers on unicycles. <laughs> missing component here. Yeah, see? Yeah, stuff like that would totally, totally fit with this if, if this was made up. Like, if this was made for the purpose of being ridiculous and humor-oriented. Uh, yeah. I, I th- yeah. Yeah, sorry, I keep going, Kevin. No, go ahead. I'm- I was just going to say, I think, like, the movie, this show should start with two murders. I think that that would be a really exciting way to get it started. Uh, and it can be, it can be, you know, shown through acrobatics. It doesn't have to be a graphic thing. Okay. It, somehow we have not discussed uh, Tarzan. Tarzan. Like Edgar Rice Burroughs. Tar- it is so weird. Disney in 19, like the mid to late nineties. Like we got to make Tarzan. This thing originally published in the 19 teens. And but everyone is obsessed with Tarzan. Like, there was a Tarzan a few years ago. Yeah, there was. Yeah. With Christoph Waltz was the bad guy. I forget which hunk was Tarzan. But like Tarzan occupies a very weird space where uh, the, the novels themselves, along with the early John Carter novels, also written by Edgar Rice Burroughs uh, are in the public domain, but the characters are trademarked. So it gets we- so like if you want to make a Tarzan movie or spin off or something, you may still have to pay the Burroughs estate uh, some money. And the other thing about Tarzan, and this is one of my favorite uh, Wikipedia isms where they just kind of drop in phrases like this. Um, uh, and this this was about uh, in the the Tarzan movie. Uh, page another issue with tarzan was the inherent and overt racism in the original edgar rice burroughs tarzan the writers consciously chose to not include any african characters in order to avoid this topic (laughs) which yeah that brings up a point uh it's all uh white people in this tarzan movie in the disney tarzan movie not in the band though yeah no it's very diverse yes uh, are the same Singers, so, white khaki guys, sure, but 
you know, well, if you want to channel Mark McGrath, that's what you got to do. I think obviously yeah. they were taking some of the problems from the movie and they were improving upon it here at the Tarzan Rocks. So you could say it's sort of the perfect version of Tarzan. <laughs> they spent three minutes of this thing just undressing Jane. Just like <laughs> oh, the J- yeah, Jane. I mean, very impressive. She does do like two costume changes, like behind like the big sheets. With that, that always makes me nervous in shows. Like, oh god, you have to change. Like, you have to do a quick change on stage, and it's part of a, with multiple cues. Like, that's impressive. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and and the and it, it kind of as 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 terrible as this is. Uh, you know that the point where she takes off the final layer and she then like was looking around and has that weird clipboard that she's running around with to like it's supposed to look like a book but it's it's definitely just like a folder um is that she keeps like running and the and the monkey man on stage like kind of get in her way and then they like corner her and circle her and Tarzan comes and saves her and if you remember back to Spider-Man rocks there is a very problematic uh scene that is very similar with uh Mary Jane and the, the alleyway, do you, do you know what, you remember what I'm talking about? Right? Oh, yeah. I guess it's a little bit. Of, yeah, those are kind of those are sort of like st- street rapists. I don't I don't yeah. quite recall. Oh, no, you don't. OK, well, go back. And, and I think I, I read somewhere it was like a huge issue, like behind the scenes of the show. Um, if not that, it's just like uh, like today, it, it's totally crazy. It's like it's very cartoony and odd and weird. And anyways, but the mm. uh, but yeah, no, I'm just like probably you are. I don't know what point you are. I'm just I'm watching this this mess. Yeah, we're out of sync here. We're watching uh, <laughs> we're watching flips. We're watching. Uh, yeah. uh, what, 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 can we're, I get a time code? Uh, um, well, this I don't. Uh, Tarzan rocks 2005. This is 12:10 into the video. What's Tarzan the Rex time code? Can okay. you show me? This is in the same year. Um, well, not 2005, but in 99 when this opened, uh, just up uh, I-4, there was, uh, I believe, oh no, that came later. In the early two, there was a like skateboard rollerblade show at Islands of Adventure in their massive amphitheater that is mostly used for special events now. The uh, state of rollerblading in theme parks yeah. is dire today, it's, and we yeah. need to keep this tradition. Another proposal of a season for you, Kevin, is rollerblading in in the theme park world. <laughs> uh, all of season six is about defunct landscapes. Yeah, defunct that's land- gonna be defunct landscapes. <laughs> yes, you had now you have your arc uh, with like um, a backwards D and like a slash through the E. Yeah, um, can, can can I get that time code? <laughs> oh, it's thirteen oh eight right now. Of Tarzan looks just like Trevor Moore. <laughs> Every version oh, of him yeah. in the show, it looks just like Trevor Moore because you expect because in the cartoon, it's like a very it's a very cartoonish chisel jaw, wide jawed kind of uh, character. Right. And this one is just like a white guy with long hair. And all I think about is Trevor Moore and how much he looks like he, the, this one that I'm watching looks like Trevor Moore. Do you mean whitest kids, you know, Trevor, no, if Trevor Moore. Yeah, that one, yeah. Why does kids uh, you know Trevor Moore for sure? Hmm, hmm. But th- I will say this guy is jacked. This Tarzan is jacked. Oh yeah. So they yeah. got you know they got a hunk from Florida. Or so something. finally something for the moms. Yeah. <laughs> and now, and now Jane's here. here for the dads. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, well. Uh, no parasol holding her lady. Holding my her ultimate my fantasy. Office Max binder that they have like a dozen of backstage. So in case it gets misplaced, they have identical ones. <laughs> This strikes the whole thing strikes me as and I don't have any information to back this up, but 
wanting to appeal more to mom and dad, maybe especially dad. Because like with kids, if I was a kid and I like Tarzan, I just want to see Tarzan. I just want to see the characters. I don't give a shit about a band. I don't care about the singer that isn't in the movie. But they must have been like, well, you know, this is a more engaging thing because Animal Kingdom is a little more adult park. They must have like kind of trying to been catered to like a more adult audience i'm guessing that's but a guess dads like 90s phil collins i don't i some dads some do. dads do i'm just saying <laughs> that i think that was do. probably their thought process because you would just go with a pretty straight ahead tarzan show i would think mm. I, I understand they don't have the problem that the characters don't sing I who think, sings yeah i i w- want to see the character if i was a kid i want to see the characters if it's going to be mostly music i want to be encouraged to sing along Oh, right. Okay. <laughs> Not me, Jace, but like as I feel like there's a lot of sing-along stuff in the <laughs> well, parks right now. Am I wrong? Am I crazy? It does happen because yeah. uh, if we jump around a little bit, the audience, of course, gets a big chance to get involved with the performance of Trash in the Camp, which is when the our <laughs> beloved <laughs> our beloved Turk comes out, who has a headset mic on. Who has? Yes, a that's the best mic. part. Yes, <laughs> yes. The Rosie I O'Donnell monkey in a headset. Mike, similar to today's uh, hit TV series, The Masked Singer, in which the microphones are useless because the people have to be mic'd on the inside, or uh, in this case, Turk is probably re-recorded by a Rosie O'Donnell sound-alike, um, and she gets this great intro of, you've seen her in the film, now see her like you've never seen her before, give it up for Turk! <laughs> Comes out with a headset mic. The audience is divided into uh, into sections, and uh, you know one half does and the other half does and this proceeds for in my in my memory uh, seventy five minutes. You know. <laughs> I I I truly hate that in any live performance where it's like all right, I like how long it takes to go like okay, so this half. Of of the audience <laughs> is going to say "waboo," and this half is going to say "waba," and I hate doing really? it. At UCB, like sometimes, like hosts do that to pump up. Like it's like they're hosting to promote a show in a few days, and they're like pump up the crowd, and it takes so long, and uh, it kind when, of works. When Turk and, hosts UCB shows, that's how she plays it. Well, Turk's always a hit. I like did, Turk's. Uh, did you never go to a? Uh, oh, sorry, I cut you. Off. No, go ahead. I was going to say, did you ever go to a Ben Folds show with just him and the? piano where he'd make oh, you do the horn do part to army ba, ba, ba. yeah that's yeah. the best uh, version of it. army and the what's the other one not not the same not the same yeah though that's the best version of it because he's actually teaching you octaves and that's true there's a little more going yeah. on than just bibbidip bop bop skibbidip uh i'd also like to point out that the did you do you guys know about the recorded version of trash in the camp the phil collins version of trash in the camp as opposed to the, the film one. No, I no. don't. Why, he couldn't do that alone. To tear apart a whole uh, jungle campsite, he needed help from his boys in NSYNC. Yes. Oh, yeah, oh, I knew oh, this. Oh, 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 yep, yeah, yep. yeah. Uh, and the, everybody seems, Phil seems very, like, gunpoint about it. He's like, they wanted to do a pop version, and I, you know, I thought I had to, you know, do something uh, <laughs> uh, different. Uh, and he never goes on to say, and the InSync boys are brilliant and I had a great time. Uh, they, that does not happen. It, there's more reciprocal love the other way where JC Chazé says something about, you know, when you get a call to be part of a Phil Collins song, you're like, uh, yeah, I think so. <laughs> 
<laughs> big JC really selling it. Uh-huh. Also in the video, super like bad era of Timberlake, bleach blonde. It oh, looks yeah, like Stan. The, the... It was his Stan era. <laughs> um, it's that's that's a that's a rough vid. But I guess I'd rather watch Phil and Insync uh, Scat than uh, how this plays out in the Orlando show. Mm, yeah. Um, we're, are you synced up with us now, Kevin? They're in the rope. They're they're making love. I think at this point. No, what's there's, there's a big uh, there's well, a big circular sheet that some dancers on, are spinning around. It's like okay, a kindergarten yeah. game. Yeah, that's a whole thing. Can I get a time code? Like oh the yeah, parachute. It's, uh, 18, we're at 1847 right now. 1847. I'm trying. I'm, I'm okay. so that be, was uh, like they were swinging around on those ropes. They didn't have any harnesses on. They're just solely holding themselves. Like so, it is like. Well, so do, you know, do you know well, about the accident? Oh, oh, God. <laughs> no, go I want to know. Can you show me? Yeah, there was an accident and I found it because all I all I could find it was on a message board uh, oh, because <laughs> somebody um, yesterday. So this is on mousepad.mouseplanet.com. <laughs> even even better. Yesterday, my uh, oh, sorry, uh, in laws and slash me. cheese trap slash uh, ear hole slash <laughs> tail uh, space. In the part of the scene of Tarzan meeting Jane, he prepares to swing on a vine. Oh, this is before this uh, on a hydraulic lift wire and soar above the stage and crowd before picking up Jane and doing the same. At this showing, Tarzan was lifted about 20 feet in full swing when the wire gave way and dropped him to the stage risers where he crashed into the legs of the musicians. <laughs> he stood up it. and exited stage right. Jane, after witnessing this, ran off stage left and the curtain immediately closed. A voice stated, dear guest, due to unforeseen circumstances, this showing of Tarzan Rocks is immediately canceled. <laughs> uh, and there were this was not the only message board post about this incident. There were other messages. I found another post from a different, I think it was, let's see, the disboards.com. I found, and I'm not making that up. That's not that, that, that they also, somebody was like, is that guy okay? Does anybody know? And like, no one had any information. I think uh, they I were mean, saying he was okay. He walked off on his own uh, will. Well, but sometimes like, you stand up and you pass out dead. I mean, a few uh, minutes later. I guess so. Yeesh. Did, was there any? Injury. Was there a? Was there a third account on mousesnout.com? <laughs> Mouse Snout did not have. I didn't go back in the archives on Mouse Snout. That's a premium site, Scott. <laughs> Mouse Snout. You got to pay fifteen dollars. I mean, oh, no, I've month. been paying fifteen a month ever oh, since okay. ninety nine. Yeah, I'm going broke because uh, of Mouse Snout. Uh, you could have bought three CISOs for that. <laughs> About the. You know, I they were running this show multiple times a day for uh, seven years, so I guess that is Which, like accidents are going to happen. Uh, just statistically, you don't have to be PR for Disney here. Good. No, but I mean, I don't, I don't know. Well, people, I feel like when there's accident, people in the past have been like, "Why didn't you talk about this accident on this ride?" Or oh. worst case, like, "Why didn't you talk about this death?" And it's like, well, it's a little ghoulish to jump uh, right to that and then jump back into jokes. But this sounds like an accident. Uh, it sounds like people were okay. This is one of those funny accidents. That's why I read it. Yeah. <laughs> well, the yes, immediately say, saying immediately canceled. Uh, yeah. Did, did sort of yeah that that tips it into funny. I wish they'd kept going and just. All right, so uh, exit to the back of the theater. Remember, uh, trust your heart. Let fate decide. And, uh, <laughs> Two worlds, one family. I, I kind of wish they went up to the guy with the sh- open shirt, the lead singer, and been like, "You're gonna have to fill in, buddy. You're gonna have to do the the, the swinging with Jane in the 
and the whatever the <laughs> material in the ceiling. Grab hold of this Grab fabric, hold of this dude. fabric, and we're gonna pull you up. I don't know any. Yeah, come on, you've seen the show a bunch of times. And you then can he, do it. he grabs like his pants, the knees, and he goes, "I knew I wore these for a reason to say." And, and unzips his full length khakis to reveal khaki shorts. <laughs> Unzips. <laughs> yeah, remember those? Those were big for a while. The khakis that had zippers, like at the knees, and then you you could make them short. You would zip off the legs, and they would be do shorts. You, do you know I sure do, about? Jason. I think I, I may think I have been to Disney World circa. 2000 and worn pants very much like that <gasps> yeah oh yeah wow. i don't think i ever owned any but i remember admiring like that's very <laughs> utilitarian very smart very cool very you, cool and you would you would beg your mom for 10 years before you finally got some <laughs> yeah <laughs> begrudgingly buying them at old navy the uh cheapest store available sure oh we had a lot of old navy yeah yeah any fond pants memories kevin <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> that, that, that's that's my that's that's my in in this in this conversation. That's, I, that's I can't talk about yeah, anything yeah, yeah, else. Yeah. This is my um, only this is my only segue. Unless it's about <laughs> unless it's about khakis. Uh, uh, yeah, no, I, I have no khakis information that is relevant to the discussion. <laughs> uh, I did I did find a a uh, the so I, I've I have pro- I forgot to go through my proper channels of research for this episode. So sorry to me. I'm um, sorry from me, but I did do it just now, and I have found the uh, the press release. Uh, I don't know if you already found this from to May of 2000 for the oh. show. Oh, please. Yeah. Um, so I read through it. Um, it's very short. And this is my well, here's a few of my favorite qu- quotes. This is the uh, writer and director of the show. He said, if I had only one word to describe the show, it would be fun. There's so much going on up on uh-huh. stage and depending on where you sit, you will see a different show, <laughs> which is oh, so true wow. because at times I feel like two different people wrote two different shows and they just did both of them because it's mm-hmm. it feels like there is a rock show, just a classic like rock and roll. We don't need acrobats. We got our guitars, man. We don't need to. We can shred. We don't need tread on skates. We can tread on this guitar right here. Like classic guy. And then there's another person saying, no, we got monkey acrobats. We got roller skates. We got people swinging on vines. We got Tarzan. We got Turk. He has, she has a, a microphone. And they're like, you know what? We'll do both. And <laughs> let's just put them everywhere. Because it's the funniest thing is in the in the video first video I watched where they have two different angles. They keep cutting back and forth, which doesn't work because there's two different shows and two different casts. Um, but the uh, but but it was funny is they keep cutting to different areas of things that are happening at the same time. So it'll cut to like Tarzan and he lands and in the back, Phil Collins is still going and then it'll cut to like a person and he's like, he flies up and you realize after like the first 20 minutes of the 30 minute show, you're like, this is all happening at the same time. This isn't just like a, a highlight reel. Like this is just chaos on stage. Yeah. To, to, to direct a video of this, you know, the guy who put this on YouTube did an admirable job because I don't, I think if you had, 12 cameras to cover this could you really do it justice there's so there like how could you possibly cover everything uh Um, it's it's two shows one family (laughs) the uh the second interesting thing about this article is they say that the reason they had skaters is because the uh the skaters were the animation reference for tarzan sliding on the tree trunks in the movie oh Oh, interesting so that's just a fun fact um and then this is fun (laughs) Yeah, that's just a, that's actually a, like a solid fact, like a fun fact. That um, reminds me of one that I love, which is that the how the inspiration for Aladdin was Hammer. 
with his big pants oh, yeah. and shuffling <laughs> oh, around, and he's I faster than lightning. And that's how a little that's how a, that's how a little street rat could uh, hop around of evading evading police and uh, stealing bread. Which Hammer also had to do uh, when uh, his finances at the fan. Once his cartoon went off the air. <laughs> Hammer also the inspiration for Hammer Man. Little yeah. known fact. <laughs> and then the final interesting tidbit of this is that uh, uh, Tarzan, this is the last line. Tarzan Rocks is expected to stay at the Animal Kingdom for about three years. It doubled its expected life like expectancy, uh, which is Amazing because I've never seen this before where they say like, yeah, it's only going to be here for a few years. Like, as a, like why they put an expiration date on the press release. I guess <laughs> oh, mm, yeah. that is yeah. unusual. doesn't indicate confidence, does it? And, and the other but the, the what they were confident at the beginning because this opened like less than a month after the movie. I think uh, yeah, like the yeah, movie right. came yeah, out in June. This opened in July. Like so they had to prep this like simultaneously with the movie release. Well, it's not nearly as impressive as The Legend of the Lion King, which came out months before The Lion King came out, which showed at the Fantasyland Theater where Phil R. Magic currently is. Mm-hmm. They had a Lion King show, and that it was puppets and clips from the movie, and that came out before the release of The Lion King. Wow, is that like, true? And they had, like, did they had all the songs in it and stuff, too? Yeah, the whole thing. You saw the whole movie before The Lion wow. King was released. That's wild. I didn't know that. Well, we um, talked about on the Animal King at uh animal kingdom like kind of overview episode uh it's tough to be a bug opened months and months before a bug's life hit theaters Mm -hmm. at like black friday so same with dinosaur right yeah you were you were spoiled at the lion king show so you know you knew everything that happened unlike it was a big spoiler of a puppet show yes yeah a big spoiler puppet show Mm -hmm. Um, they would never do that now no no, they, they just they just had that 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 twenty VFX guys losing their minds, creating red herrings and trailers, and then getting the entire internet to attack them for it. Yeah, um, <laughs> who did they well, cut out of Pride Rock? Who is he holding up? <laughs> what, what, what I mean, like, what do those people go home? Like, what, what do you do for a living? Oh, I create red herrings and movie trailers to throw off audiences and tick off fan bases. What? <laughs> it would be very funny if when the Aladdin movie comes out and he isn't blue at all and he's just a man. The genie is just like, hey, what's up? And then people are like, what the hell? I would love it if he just, if Aladdin rubs the lamp and then a Toyota Corolla just pulls into frame. Like a genie gets out of it. <laughs> or a stage Like if genie just drove a car. Yeah. To Wild is Wild he... West. Sure. Oh, I mean, if Jim West, if they can tie together the Jim West mythology. Mm-hmm. Well, they Will's can because characters. He, yeah. the genie is supposed to be self-referential. I, I, I hope all of his pop culture references are just Will Smith movies. Oh, yeah. Hope this goes better than After Earth. <laughs> <laughs> wild, wild west. <laughs> when I roll into the wild, wild. Oh, my gosh. Um, um, what part are you at? Oh, the thing's we over. We just went back. It was over. We're I just went back to jumping around. They're looking at the notebook. Jane is explaining how binders work. <laughs> She's got a trapper keeper, I think. Please go to 2715 uh, and just press play. 2715. All right. Here we are. You get a great wide shot of the stage and all the crap that's going on. And then there's something happens. It's amazing. Mm-hmm. Turk just walks in front of the camera. Oh, yeah, yeah. We saw that. Oh, That's, yeah. There's a lot of that. Going? Two of the performers um, two of the performers did that, too, in another 
um, part of the video where it's like if they saw a video camera, they would kind of play to it. We're going to have to post multiple versions. We're going to have this one that we're watching and then the other one with the unnerving, like two different hosts simultaneously <laughs> cut together. And one of them kind of looks like Phil Collins and the other looks nothing like he, Phil Collins. He does, yeah, because he's got the <laughs> shaved head. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The, uh, um, and every every time I watch, no matter what performance I watch, it always feels like a, a like an, an improv group that you're watching to where like it's fine. But if you really look into the people on stage, you can tell that they don't like each other. Plus that they're <laughs> they're ready to attack one another for things they're doing during the performance. Like right after this, they're like, what the hell was that? And they're just going to throw their skates down. It's too like, real, we get Kevin. Out there every too night. real. <laughs> no, sorry. Read on, <laughs> read on improv groups, gentlemen. <laughs> yeah, Jason and I improvised together for many, many years and it's 100% true. Whoops, sorry. I so much contempt for each other by the end of the <laughs> by the end of the run. Do you think was was Turk? Uh, do you think Turk was stronger with like initiations or third beats? Uh, <laughs> Turk, where was Turk's strength? Turk lie? was not very good, but had a lot of ideas about theory. <laughs> he was great with support moves. Though. Yeah, yeah, it was. He would good. dress. He would say, "We're in a diner," or we cut to a diner. He would do any of those type of moves. Can and someone we're in a camp and we're trashing it. <laughs> <laughs> Turk, you've given a suggestion last 12 shows. Is, okay, can someone clarify? Is Turk Tarzan's mother or friend? Turk is Rosie. It's friend. friend. Okay. Ka- Kara, Glenn, Kala Glenn Close is, is, is Tarzan's mother. Oh, oh, great. Bring it back around. I know yeah, the no, driver was the voice of Jane. That's good casting. Uh, yeah. And the... And not a Turk is not to be confused with the characters from Disney's Dinosaur, Yar, Cron, uh, or Plyo. Uh, oh, Turk I, is not Cron. I, I don't, don't want to say this again. I confuse Turk with Plyo a lot. <laughs> with, with, with Plyo. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I confuse Turk and Plyo Very a lot. Very easy to confuse. Uh, um, by the way, also, the also just to not shoot, fa- shoot past the fact that there was a Phil Collins, Rosie O'Donnell collab. Yes. Let's not let's not yeah. miss that fact in this world. And it's um, on the and same track. Uh, yeah. Yes. Yeah. 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 Uh, uh, finally, they all met. Um, a, a bunch of cutie patooties, uh, if there ever mm. were. Do you think I would bet money that someone involved in this movie at some point said the like phrase of like you know as we are about to enter the millennium. We need to remember two worlds, one family, now more than ever. <laughs> like, you know Y2K. they must have laid it on. Yeah, Y2K. Well, let's also, let's not forget, I was also recalling this on my Instagram recently with the Super Bowl having just passed, that there was a stirring performance of two worlds on the Super Bowl halftime show uh, for the uh, for the Millennium Celebration, which was interspersed with very what you just said, Jason, essentially is said by a very sedate Edward James Olmos <laughs> filmed in the closest shot in Super Bowl history. Um, and what is Phil Collins wearing for his Super Bowl halftime platform? khakis you know it and i think he might have those zippers that we were talking about too i think the ball that dropped on midnight uh january 1st 2000 was wearing a pair of khakis like (laughs) they they changed it the ball unzipped his two khaki legs revealing (laughs) fresh hip khaki shorts for this uh, hip new millennium um yeah sorry i just the 
so much of this is is I mean I'm glad we picked this topic. It's very ripe for a, this conversation. It's been um, blessed, a, yes for, for this platform. The another thing I have to say about the <laughs> the Phil Collins stand-in in this is you you don't realize it until they start doing it and you, it takes you a bit. But like they they all have choreographed beats to hit to where they're doing these very simple rock and roll dance moves. So they'll do like, you know, point over your shoulder, point over your shoulder, now clap in the air. Like, and they have to do that move at a very specific time in every show. What happens in between is up to them. So what happens is he's going to, he's like, you know, this is my moment. I'm rocking out. This crowd's really pumped. You know, this is almost the end of the the best of two worlds tour or whatever the, not the best of two worlds, the, the whatever, the two worlds tour. <laughs> he's like, I really got to do this. And so he's out there. He's like way out there. He's all the way at the front. He's on the edge of the stage. He's ready to take his shirt off. He's like. Son of a, I got to go back there and do the over the shoulder, over the shoulder, clap in the air. And then he runs back and he's like over the shoulder, over the shoulder, clap in the air. And then he's free to come back and like get in the way of the acrobats. It's so funny because it's like he only goes back to do like those few choreographed dance moves, like pump to the right, pump to the left, step, step, step. Okay, back on stage. Like it's it's it's, it must be a union thing. So so have fun with it, but not too much fun with it. Those were his instructions. Because you probably would have you probably would have gotten yelled at. If he didn't, because like somebody right. choreographed this and like, I'm always interested because I don't know the answer to this, how much the director watches these shows because somebody is a director for them, but they run them five times a day. How often are they getting reprimanded for doing something bad? Like that Disney's California Adventure Aladdin show, they ran mm. five times a day. Was the director just would show up once a week to check in to make sure that they were doing the right hand gestures and the right part? Mm-hmm. Like, how often are these people getting checked out? So, like, yeah, did he get reprimand? I don't know the answer. I'm just asking this question. I'm sure I an expert know. would know. I, I actually wanted to do the Aladdin show, but I stopped myself. I one, I don't know if you've done it already. Oh um, no, we no, will. That's not, a we're big one. bracing ourselves. Uh, <laughs> That show is incredible, and I loved it. Like that, it, I'm still sad it's gone, and that's why I didn't want to do it because I just couldn't bring myself to make jokes about it because I think it's perfect. Um, like that's why I that's why I did not want you to talk about Tomorrowland '94 <laughs> because oh, I'm yeah. so attached to it. The futures <laughs> that never were. I mean, so that's a joke-free episode you're dictating now. Uh, right, yeah, right, right. I'll call yeah. that out. No, no Br- humor will bring be allowed. Me back. Yeah. Bring me back. I'm like, I brought. I have some notes. Um, how how do you want to do this? Do you want to like you go first and then I go, or just like the whole thing? <laughs> very, very strict and corporate about our our very detailed opinions. Um, no, but like Aladdin's great. It's still on the Disney fantasy. You can still see the show, which is awesome. Oh, they just oh, moved yeah, it to right, the boat. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Are you, been, I don't know where you're scabbing in from right now. Are you on uh, the Disney fantasy right now? <laughs> Does my audio quality sound like that? <laughs> no, that's, I just imagine that's where you're making all of these videos. You, you just right, yeah. like, booked a suite at the, on one of the Disney boats. Yeah, I mean, I Mar- Mar- ca- he's in like the captain's quarters. <laughs> Maritime taxes are actually quite manageable. Um, so, you get tax breaks for making YouTube videos at sea. Right, exactly. Um, the, yeah. The, there is... Uh, okay, so I, I'm sorry. Uh, the Tangents, who cares, right? Okay, so the I, I have taken Disney cruises, and they're amazing. Um, they have this morning show they do, and you can look it up on YouTube. It is the least produced Disney thing you will ever see, and it is hilarious Ooh. every time. Yeah, the cruise directors <laughs> will do one every morning, so it seems, or pretty much like 
every other morning. They will record. You mean like a Today Show style morning show? A Today Show morning show of what's going on around the ship. Like, let's go check out the Bippity Boppity Boutique every morning. And I don't know if they reuse certain parts, but, you know, they film these things in one take. If the camera moves, if it gets stepped on, it's okay. And they show them on your stateroom TV. It's incredible. Watch it. Whoa! We gotta book now these, this we maybe gotta book is your crew. return. Scott, this, uh, Scott heard video content <laughs> like poorly one made take, video poorly content, made video content. for a micro specific location use. Yes, this is this is certainly my wheelhouse. Uh, oh my Finally, god! My okay. second Trojan horse. <laughs> yep. Yeah. 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 Uh, uh, that's your that's your Trojan horse into the second gate. I think. Uh, uh, I, well, it's for you. Need you needed one for both. So, um, all right. Well, let, let, let's start wrapping it up. Fi- uh, 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 final thoughts. Do you have any final thoughts? I want to know. Can you show me? <laughs> <laughs> I'm not gonna let this go. <laughs> um. Uh, my fine. I, I. This is. This will help me. Years was it seven. Like seven seven about years six and of a half Tarzan years rocks. after people stop thinking about Tarzan. <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, I like that it. I wouldn't mind if it still existed. Honestly, this is a this is a fun thing. I would annoy people with taking them to for sure. So, like, I would I would like it if it was still there. So, I can't as much as we can goof on it. Like, I can't put it down because this is like something I would go. Hey, we could go to Tarzan Rocks, and everybody would be like, Oh my god, because that's what happened with Aladdin show a lot. Where I go, you know, we go go see Aladdin again, and people be like, "No," <laughs> and I'm about to be like this with uh, Mickey's Mix Magic, which I saw for the first time last week. I just want to warn everyone, be like, you know, we should go over and see Mickey's Mix Magic. Um, so this is right up my alley. I can't. I've I've goofed on it enough. Uh, I wish it still existed. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, I have I have a little plus it up something that they oh, yeah. it was just sitting there waiting to happen. Uh, with this mer- with a merger of Tarzan and Phil Collins, I want a big gorilla playing the in the air tonight drum fill <laughs> like that British commercial <laughs> that's sitting there waiting to happen. They don't even have to do the whole song uh, if they want to avoid some some copyrights. Uh, if they sure. don't want the legal arm of Phil Collins coming after him like uh, like they did like happened to me. Uh, uh, so that's that's sitting there uh, a twenty piece drum set gorilla playing it. Otherwise, perfect. <laughs> um, I think I would have liked a little more lip service to uh, me. Uh, so I wanted like twice as many Tarzan yells and I wanted the singing narrator guy <laughs> to go like, hey, what are you doing here? You're supposed to be at MGM Studios, you know, like a little a little bit of that 90s self-aware humor. Like a Johnny Weissmuller. That's a reference yeah, to like that the he's animatronic. It's like, hey, you're supposed to be in the great movie ride. ride. Right. Yeah. Oh, I yeah. see. I, that's exactly yeah, what I, I, I can see the blank. Okay. All right. Yeah. <laughs> you got to fill it in a little bit. Yeah, I got to fill it in a little more. All right. That's thematically inconsistent. Um, the, uh, yes, that's good. That's fun. Yeah. I mean, 90s bringing him back. The, uh, no, I think it's funny, though. The yells that he de- they do is completely pre-recorded and plays on tape, which is hilarious because the Tarzan is more concerned about not dying than he is about making sure that his lip syncing works. So if you go back and watch it, it's just like, ah, uh, okay, I gotta get this thing off. Um, and he just <laughs> gives up, and the, the the track keeps playing. Um, but like, sh- should it still be around? Given what replaced it, I wouldn't mind this still being around because at least it's crazy and fun, and there's acrobats and things to watch. Because Finding Nemo the musical, have you all seen Finding Nemo the musical? I don't think I, I don't have, think I have seen. I have it. not. Have you seen Finding Nemo the movie? Yes. yes. Sure. 
take out all of the pauses, add 12 songs and condense it to 40 minutes. It is it is the fastest paced thing. They're like, we'll be damned if we don't get every single plot point in this 35, 40 minute show. But wow. we are going to also add 12 songs. It is the most fast paced. Like the mom dies. You're like, oh, and then all of a sudden it's like, it's time for school. And then it's like, it's like it's so <laughs> quick and fun and terrible. Um, but I mean, the puppetry is really cool. Sure. But I don't know. Theater in the Wild, Tarzan Rocks. I say stick with it. I, I think it would still work. I, I like the idea of it. So. Well, why can't the two worlds tour be a real tour? Why can't yeah. they send this on right. the road? Yeah. yeah, bring it to yeah, br- bring it to where we are in L.A. and bring it to you on the boat. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Bring it to the boat, baby. Just a helicopter lands and Tarzan swings down. I mean, they they did Devo 2.0 with those kids. I see no reason why they shouldn't do Collins Squared. Like a, John, a Phil Collins tour, uh, fronted by uh, children singing the Tarzan sure. songs. Collins, so Collins. The, the one man Phil Collins is replaced by two young children <laughs> yes. who are you, meet the new Phil Collins, and it's yeah, two it's little two, girls. Yeah, <laughs> in learning how to teach. I, I mean, the way everything's going with Disney, obviously, is that they're just. Um, they're just pillaging their own uh, history and they're making new live action versions. So what are the chances that we get a new live action Tarzan in the next few years? They're pretty high, pretty high. So I don't think it would be out of the realm of possibility that a version of this could come back mm-hmm. or this. Maybe, you know what? A version, this exact show, exact show well, comes back. Better. Same performers. <laughs> Make it as exact- a movie. Make this as a movie as well. There's a mocap person playing the docker singer. Yes. For some reason, a like they need an old man mocaps themselves into a 32 year old Florida singer. (laughs) We get some Mecca soundboard. We get the Polar Express technology. And I think that would be, yeah, I think it would be perfect. And plus you can pull from the direct-to-video sequels, Tarzan and Jane and Tarzan 2, which was a prequel of Child Tarzan. What? <laughs> yeah. Huh. This was the era of direct-to-DVD sequels. Jeez. I think they should put all that stuff back into continuity, honestly. Yeah, I like hope Beauty it's all in Disney+. Beast Plus. 3 and stuff. Yeah, um, Return of Jafar, Aladdin yeah. 3. I love Return of Jafar. Where his dad comes back. Return of Jafar is not bad. I remember like. Oh, yeah, and his kid. dad was like hot. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. he had a hot dad. And Gilbert Gottfried has <laughs> two songs in it. Oh. As a kid, I loved that Yago had two songs. Yeah, that's that not is a joke. fun. Jafar had a hot dad? No, Aladdin, Aladdin had a hot dad. Oh, okay. Dad. Yeah. <laughs> no. <laughs> All right. Well, then that's my request. My plus up I to Tarzan think Rocks Jafar is... probably had a hot dad. <laughs> I want Jafar to have a hot dad. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> Jafar oh, is a hot on. dad. Yeah, look at... mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, that's true. Yep. I guess he's he's, a, he's, he's, he's creepy. Uh, he's creepy. He's a, he's evil. <laughs> Never mind. Please cut this out. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, yeah. Uh, co- videos are back in, uh, in continuity. continuity. I want to see Jafar's hot dad and the Tarzan... Uh, feature film is Tarzan Rocks. Yes. We've all agreed on many points and uh, I feel good about uh, what we figured out. Uh, um, I think with that, Kevin Perjury survived podcast The Ride. Uh, thank you so much for being here. Uh, let's exit through the gift shop. Is there anything you'd like to plug? Um, yeah. The, go to youtube.com slash defunctland, twitter.com slash defunctland. Uh, go check out the series if you haven't already. I'd, I'd really appreciate it. And if you are already watching, uh, keep watching for that uh, that 
Ken Burns Vietnam where Michael Eisner returns and all of the and hopefully, hopefully I can work in disgraced pervert Senator Larry Craig. <laughs> I'll, I'll pitch you one might be easier because Ken Burns did that incredibly uh, very good but very long baseball documentary. Wide World of Sports. Think about it. Okay. Oh, yeah. Disney's Wide World of Sports. The, I don't sports. know much about it. Uh, yeah. Um, yeah, I want to. Yeah, let's have an eight-part series about a, a defunct gymnasium. <laughs> yeah, this oh, is uh, oh, Atlanta Braves oh. spring training there for a year. This is the last season, I believe. Def- okay, we had defunct land rocks, defunct land skates, and defunct land plays slams. ball. Swear, defunct land plays, plays ball. ball. Um, Play ball. Defunct land at the bat. I'm here with my friend, Senator Larry Craig. <laughs> Why World it's of Sports? It's not bad. It's, it's really good. I think, oh, a defunct land rock should be called defunct band while we're still out there. I mean, that should definitely. Oh, defunct band. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. That's, yeah, good. that's uh-huh. good. Uh-huh. Um, I think you just start fictionalizing them. Like, at some point, you've it's proven just... your storytelling capabilities to start <laughs> making shit make up. shit up, yeah. Fan fiction about Eisner and Larry Craig going on a road trip. You're going to approve yeah. Disney's America. I can't. <laughs> We're going to build it ourselves illegally. Uh (laughs) (laughs) Buy some lumber. We're doing it. You're going to go into that room and you're going to approve Disney's America. How are you going to make me do that? Anyway, okay, there you go. There's Eisner pulls a gun on. I have a gun. I have a gun. <laughs> Hello, I have Hello. a gun. Eliza, I have a gun. I have a gun. <laughs> Not afraid to use it. A fickle, often angry, <laughs> murderer. Well, yeah. Well, brings us back around to your quote, doesn't it? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Unfocused, Thanks. fickle, often angry, often carrying a gun. I do ha- like to think that Michael Eisner watched a version of Tan- Tarzan Rocks like the year before, like all the crap went down, and he was just like, "This is." Isn't gonna play well. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think he. I think he watched it and I, rocked out. I was made say, devil I horns he, and banged his head. The guys yeah. had a rocking good time. I'm Michael Eisner. This rocks. <laughs> <laughs> Hello, I'm Michael Eisner. I'm ready to rock. I'm ready to rock. Um, I love to rock. <laughs> <laughs> if you're ready to rock with uh, Patreon exclusive bonus content, head to Patreon.com/slash/podcast/theride. Check us out on uh, Twitter. Facebook, Reddit, uh, yeah, Instagram, yeah. and uh, probably other things. And oh, we got uh, shirts on T-Public. Podcastaride at gmail.com if you want to email us. Yep. And uh, and look forward to our upcoming episode. He wormed his way back in already. Kevin will be talking to us about the boat-exclusive <laughs> morning shows. I legitimately... Oh, yeah, these are on YouTube. Yeah, can uh, can is this real? Can I? I'm gonna I'm gonna be very sad if this isn't a thing. If we if you don't t- bring no, me back, I, for, I don't. No, I'm, I think I'm we're pretty, I think I'm we're pretty immediately not. sold. I don't think we. Uh, okay, bullshit. fantastic. Uh, yes, this is this is these are on YouTube. It's a real thing. I'm super happy about this. Oh yeah, well, and we're all gonna have to get. We're all gonna have to go yeah, on the boat. Need, yeah, to, to y'all do should it. go on the boat. <laughs> all right, we're hitting the we're hitting the open hitting seas. The high gang. seas. <laughs> uh, Kevin, thanks for being here. Audience, thanks for being here. Uh, we'll talk to you next time. Goodbye. Bye. Forever Dog. This has been a Forever Dog production. Executive produced by Mike Carlson, Jason Sheridan, Scott Gardner, Brett Boehm, Joe Cilio, and Alex Ramsey. Engineered and mastered by Alex Sarche. For more original podcasts, please visit foreverdogpodcast.com and subscribe to our shows on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Keep up with the latest Forever Dog news by following us on Twitter and Instagram at Forever Dog Team and liking our page on Facebook.